This episode of the Project Podcast was uploaded, finally, on the 31st of December, 2019. Welcome to the Project Podcast. It is the finale. It is over. It is done. This is a swan song of the Project Podcast. I am here with Tom and Alex. That's my swan. That's the swan song. That's no, that song. sounds more like the Family Fortunes buzzer. Sorry. That's the best I can do. Nah, because Family Fortunes buzzer goes... <laughs> it's, um, it's a goose. Goose. It's a yeah. goose song. Your swan did also sound like a PE buzzer. Uh, like, go, kind of. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't actually know what swan sounds like. That's my new resolution. They know. sound like scousers. Here as well. Do they? I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I imagine if they talked, they would have Scouser accents. <laughs> no, but like, they sound like Scousers. You, you go near them and they're flapping and they're like, Hey, Mace, get the fuck out of my stream. Come on, they're, they're that arrogant. Mace, get the I'm fuck just, away. The Scousers are going to hate me after this. I mean, they probably would have hated me in the first place. Why? Right? Don't know. Why'd you say that? I don't know. You compared them to a beautiful animal. Sure. All Geordies sound like deer. Hey, leave these out of this. Deer. They're the most fuckable animal. As confirmed by Tom. Can you Tom. tell me you're not a furry? Sorry, no, this This is Tom's no, thing. I think stags are possibly the most like... Yeah, fuck a stag. Dinner. Can we add that out? No. I don't want that on the internet. That's going to be on the internet. <laughs> and this is the finale of the Coverage podcast. So it is... Which means that everyone's going to listen to yeah, it. Everyone I, in the world. It matters more. Oh, uh, dear. No, <laughs> so this episode seeing as it's at the end of 2019 and also the end of a decade and the end of a podcast it's all about reflections uh it's about what we've learned this year about what we've learned over the decade and just seeing what the future holds so as as vague as that is let's jump right into it folks like a swan into a water yeah place so <laughs> <laughs> alex yeah what have you learned this year this year i've learned that uh politics is bullshit oh my god where's the bell it's right there listen i don't know history available on all good podcasting platforms yeah we don't do the political bell on Cabrage. Cabrage. no we're, it's we're, only for i don't know history free to talk about political issues yeah i mean it, it's still a good plug no but realistically i've i've learned that um in Wales and in my life in particular, I live in a red bubble because, mm-hmm. like, there's nothing we can do. All, yeah, like, to, all, all to the push like, people. Everything I saw, all the people that were talking about elections were saying they were going to vote for Labour. Yeah, and that Jeremy Corbyn's the way forward. And then it's like they, the Conservatives want a huge majority. So I'm thinking somewhere, like, somewhere in Britain, you know, that isn't here. There's a lot of Conservatives, and they they really love that. Uh, it's harder that feckless moron <laughs> it's harder when you look at the map as well because you look at Wales and it's like oh like it looks blue mm-hmm. but that's just because no oh, one lives in like, the middle of Wales the very Floyd and Montgomery are like enormous constituencies yeah that's the, it's because they've got low the populations like, even when Labour win it looks like they've got less seats yeah because like London and all the cities are like packed with the little Labour thing yeah and, like, and then the more rural areas are more like the descriptor word of constituencies are like 14 people and they're yeah. like you know, people who are who are out outnumbered by sheep. You know, it's it. Politics is very that. bullshit because if you take a look at the actual votes, more people voted for liberal parties than they did right wing parties. Well, that's exactly the reason why we need to evolve past this first past the first, post. This, yeah, this really 
useless and and misrepresentative first past yeah. the post system. That first past the post made sense when it was somehow, like a two to three party system. Somehow clinging on to. What do you mean? It worked. It worked better when you had like a two to three party kind of competition. Whereas well, now, but the, Scotland is SNP. There's no getting uh-huh. around that. Even like get rid of SNP. It's more likely that mm-hmm. it's going to be a Labour uh, Tory split again, but more majority Labour. Well, it, it works but, in a two or three party system because it inherently moves politics towards a two party system. Yeah, because of tactical voting. Yeah, and I think as much as I think tactical voting is necessary in a first-past-the-post system. I abhor the idea of tactical voting. Yeah. I should be able to vote for who I want rather than who I'd least... Yeah, right. The person because who I would least not... I, I would not mind. As I wanted to vote for Plaid Cymru in, mm-hmm. in um, the latest election, but I knew tactical vote-wise I needed to vote for Labour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do agree with a lot of their things, but at the same time, I want an independent Wales because I believe the union should break up because it's very England-focused rather mm-hmm. than a u- actual union. It's like um, a marriage where one person gets all the money, all the names on the documents in the house, and, you know, you stay in the home and you cook me Turkey. We want prenup. We want prenup. Um, but yeah, I hope that Scotland get Indie Ref 2. I hope it's successful. And I hope they shame Boris. With the amount of SNP MPs up there, I think they, they might. No, I I have a feeling that it, I don't understand how they're going to move forward with it because of is it a Westminster kind of thing? Like, where they all have to vote on it? Or is it just Scotland has to vote on it? The, the Scots will vote for... The ref. We, we don't get a choice. Yeah. Scots will vote for their referendum. Oh, yeah, no, I just mean, like, who approves it? All approves West- it? Yeah, Westminster. Has to How's it going to get through with to a Tory majority? Well, if, if we go that any referendum with the slightest majority is the will of the British people, I think we have to... You know, if, if 51% of the Scottish people vote for it, then we need to adhere to it yeah it's wild to think that last time it was 45% um, and that like now it's 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 gonna increase this is the point that boggles my mind about referendums as well in order to have in in every other democratic country in order to have a successful referendum on this level of issue such a hugely constitutional issue you have to have what's called a supermajority of 66% like Trump, Mm -hmm. Trump, Trump Donald Trump just got impeached today yeah and in order to be removed from office um, he has to go. He has to go through trial in the Senate, and they have to vote. They have to vote in favor of removing him from office, sixty-six percent to thirty-three percent. Yeah, sixty-seven percent. Yeah, because it should only happen when. I mean, it should happen, but it's, things like that should only happen when there is a huge call for it. Do you know what I mean? Most, yeah. Most referendums. Fifty-two forty-eight isn't out, isn't the will of no, the people. It's not because you know ten thousand people forget to vote that day. Yeah, and they're like, oh well, they've swung the election. And also, by the time we actually get out and deal with those things, a lot of the people who voted to leave are dead. Uh, that, that's besides the point of the time. Do you know what I mean? No, I I, I know. Also, but it, it's just frustrating that by the time, th- am I? I would love to find out the numbers of people in that, like people who died in that age demographic Mm -hmm. in the past three years, Mm -hmm. because they're more percentage wise, more likely to vote for leave. And then you can just split, like if we're just going to go basic numbers, you can take that percentage of people of that age that voted leave and then take off the number and just see what it affects in certain regions. I'd also like to know the amount of people who on voting, on voting day and referendum still hadn't decided and went, ooh, I don't know, oh, I think I'll vote this way. 
you know, whichever way you want to go, like those those sorts of numbers could easily swing referendums when you're going for simple majorities. Yeah. The reason you go for super majorities is to really establish what the will of the British people is. Yeah. And fifty one forty nine is not like is not enough to really make that you know uh, make that assumption. You all have to you have to agree on this. You have to have a proper agree. Mm-hmm. On, on this issue but we're out in January so let's well, just well we'll see it, it was you know it was no we're through, out we're going it was passed like, through, it would no it was passed through law that you know in October that Boris couldn't no deal it couldn't no deal it couldn't just force us out with a no deal I feel like that would probably pass through again because a lot of the MPs that are in mm-hmm. are similar people they're not all Johnsonites you know what I mean they, they want Brexit done but they don't necessarily want him to crash out with no deal. Michelle Barnier, who's the, the, the chief um, negotiator for, for Brexit with the European Union, is uh, what what reason do he and Juncker and Donald Tusk have to change their minds on the same deal? They could say no. Yeah. So, you know, will we crash out with no deal? I think that would be the no, worst thing that could no, possibly what, happen in this situation. Well, I think we are leaving on the 31st because we're going to accept this deal that we currently have. Right. They're not going to renegotiate it. Well, no, this is the deal that they've all agreed on. I don't think, no, they, I don't think they have. They have Boris's they have. deal was agreed on. Like, w- like he went to the EU, they agreed a new deal, came back, uh, and it was like, are we going to do this one? And they were like, no. And then general election happened. No, they, they, they said they'd consider it if you could get it through, they'd hear it if you could get it through the parliament. Oh, I thought it was already I don't. Through. I don't think so, no. They were like, yeah, well, look, we'll hear your... Because it was such a radical change about Honestly, the Irish the- and stuff like that, like it will, will you can give it to us if Parliament agrees to it. Hmm. Everything has to go through Parliament, and that's why it was so dangerous under May and Johnson to, you know, tr- try and allow them to essentially rule with with U.S. president-style executive orders, and to try and take Parliament out of it. Like we live in a parliamentary society where par- parliamentary sovereignty is one of the main legal concepts of our entire constitution, that like the rule of law and separation of powers. You know what I mean? The separation of powers is an important part because the prime minister and the, the government, the cabinet should not have the power to do things that require a law to pass. Yeah. We need to maintain that level of sovereignty in parliament so that the people can be represented. Yeah. And if we're not doing that, then we, then we literally are handing over control of, Britain to to unelected bureaucrats because we don't like the cabinet. Mm-hmm. We don't like the prime minister. You, I voted for Stephen Doughty. He's my local MP. I didn't vote for Jeremy Corbyn directly. I voted for his party. I never chose. Oh yeah, you're Cardiff Central, aren't you? I'm Cardiff South and Penarth. Cardiff North, where we had at the exit poll a one percent difference, but it ended up being ten percent, which I was no. very grateful yeah. for. Like in order to in order to in order to realistically get. So, so many things are so undemocratic like do you go proportional representation where your vote counts for you know a certain amount of of seats but then do you get to choose your MP no you don't your MPs are, are chosen by their own party I mean there's so much there's so much wrong with party politics anyway mm-hmm. that I think you know first past the post is probably the biggest the biggest problem with it yeah. but like huge alternative so voting systems make more sense but it, it does open the door to more radicalist parties in the sense of like UKIP um so. right but I mean they are a political party and you know let's say I, I don't know how many what percentage of, the, of people in Britain voted for the Brexit party it would have if they divided it by if they divided the seats by votes mm-hmm. instead 
Brexit Party, Party would have had three seats. They got zero seats. Yeah. And like, as, as, as much as I oppose the idea of a Brexit Party or you could, is that fair? I mean... Is it, is it fair that... Yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. Like, as what, much as I hate five, to say it... 5% of people in Britain voted for the Brexit Party and uh, have no representation? <sighs> I understand. I, I don't agree with right-wing politics, but you have to... You have to... In order to be a democratic person and really believe in democracy, you have to fight for people's right to believe in what they believe and to have their voice heard. And, you know, I think the, the reason that Farage and people like that are so outspoken and say such ludicrous things is because their voice isn't being heard in parliament they don't have a they don't have a realistic chance of getting into power so they're trying to you know get their fans their fans their supporters to be fervent and you know like really like almost rabid to the point where they'll they'll get other people to vote you know what i mean because they need that (laughs) okay so that's your what you've learned out of this year is politics is bullshit yeah British politics is broken basically my thing is uh, other people's bullshit is what I've learnt this year in in the sense of I'm tired of uh, I'm this year I've grown a lot I would say I've dealt with a lot of bullshit and Uh I'm done with it I'm fucking sick and tired of trying to be nice to other people like I, I'm still gonna be nice. I'm still, I am a like, I am a nice person. I'm a nice guy. Uh, what I mean when I say that is, I'm sick and tired of stepping on fucking eggshells for other people. Mm. I'm done with it. If you've got a problem, talk about it. Mm. If you need to sort something out, talk about it. Don't play fucking stupid games. Don't mess with other people's lives in order to do you make yourself feel better, you absolute imp. <laughs> imp? Yeah, I've I've lost my shit enough this year. And I think what you're saying is true, but sorry, you finish your point. I think, yeah, that's kind of, I, want I think what you're saying now. is true, but I think you have to be nice to a point. No, no, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, my, my default is being nice. I'm yes, I'm sarcastic. Yes, I'm on guard. Mm. Uh, you know, still and defensive. But at the same time, I am like, I'm tired of other people's bullshit. Mm-hmm. From that, like, I have been quite consistent this year of being like, this is what I want to do. If I if it's if I don't want to do it now, I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm not getting hooked in just to mm-hmm. make you happy. I'm happy enough to leave a social situation now. Going, you know what? I'm not having fun. I'm gonna go leave. You might want me here, and I, I've started sneaking out of parties no, because I'm tired. I'm tired of the drunk person being like, "No, I'll buy you one more drink. No, please stay." And I'm just like, I've got to be up in like eight, like eight hours time. By the time I get home, it's gonna be like six hours time. I'm gonna be tired. Let me go home. No, I'll buy you one more drink. Just stay for a little bit. We'll chat. I haven't seen you in ages. It's just like, then call me. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get you. I totally get you, but I mean, in, in that, in that same vein, if you're gonna not take people's bullshit, you have to be I'm not saying you have bullshit, but you have to be. No, I've got bullshit, you have and be, I've learnt. Yeah, other people being more like, I don't care. Yeah, about right. it, I don't care about your bullshit. I've, it's like, okay, that's my that's my shit. You know what I mean? This year, I've started a business with um, my friend Sam. It's called Rogan Bard. Hey Sam, go to roganbard.com and get yourself a D and D. Uh, character booklet. I've got They're two. really luxury and really nice. Um, 
And it's the first company that I've actually set up that is making a profit. RIP, Podmage. Uh, you RIP. Well, it's, I'm throwing RIP it under the bus. Still, it's still, I'm throwing it under the bus. IDK history, which has dozens of listeners. Yes, but no revenue. <laughs> and yeah, the point Look, being... You're the producer. You want me to get me a sponsor or what? Hey, uh, you're also like the creator. Hey, I'm maybe, sh- maybe we're together. I'm a showrunner. Yeah. I run the so, show. So um, if as your producer, I'm saying it's not making money, help me make money. All right, audible.com. If you're listening, bro, bros, <laughs> bros and broettes, <laughs> and, and you know, non-bros. I've read a lot of Audible books this year. I can firsthand give you a good review if you do want to uh, sponsor any of us. I'll even set it up right now. Just don't go there until I actually tell you to, but just set it up. Set up the URL, audible.com slash Kaparaj. Well, this podcast is dead. There's no point in doing this now. IDK. There we are. IDK. And then we'll see how it goes. If they, if they accept it, that link will go somewhere. All right, sweet. Casper Mattresses. I'm listening to your office, bro. I just got Audible. You know what I mean? <laughs> see, Audible like, are on board. I had a review about my mattress today because we went to go see Star Wars last night. So yeah. my friend had to stay over and slept on my bed. I had a message from him whilst I went to work this morning saying, what mattress do you have? That was the best fucking sleep I've ever had. So I'm like, dreams. Dreams is pretty good for a mattress. I got it in the clearance section because it was a display model and it was like... a like a third of the price you know like a thousand people have laying on that mattress I do not care also it, it comes you can take the skin off of that mattress and put it in the wash oh, so the skin a mask <laughs> like Ed Gein it's a, it's a skin <laughs> mattress mattress it's, man it's a, it's a skin mattress it's uh, made out of three different people it's made out of the Rat Pack that what it's, it's a Frank Sinatra it's a swing bed <laughs> Like, a, a new definition to throw in the old pigskin around. Hey, I'm going to drink more. What's, <laughs> can you can you name two other people in the rat pack? <laughs> like, fuck, I can. Like, do you really think you know who I am? I can't make a pop culture reference on yeah. I don't know history. Like, oh, Tom keeps getting upset at me. <laughs> do you? I do. So I've been listening to them, and then Audrey keeps being like, oh... I, I, I want to do a, I, I like a pop culture episode or something. Every single time that you bring up anything pop culture, I just like, oh, I haven't seen it. Can you pass my tango? This has just gone super chill. Can you think of an example? Um, like I can, I know exactly what you mean, but I can't think of what example. Some Lord of the Rings references that you chuck at me typically. It's, it's more like it's, no, it's not always Lord of the Rings. No, but it's I often. Remember there was one in like that's very funny. <laughs> right to the brim, bro. Um, I, can't, I think there were a lot of World War Two ones when you're doing the World War Two episodes. It's like, oh, have you seen that movie, like, Saving Private Ryan? No. Like, no. No, I, I have seen, seen Saving Private Ryan. This is an example. Okay. I can't think of any examples right now. But, like, I would, if you can think I of an be, example, tweet us at History IDK. Yeah, I would be sat there listening to them, and I'd be like, after about the third or fourth one, I'd be sat there just, like, typing away, and then it'd be like, well, have you seen this? I'd be like, he's got to have seen this. No. What's <laughs> Well, no, like, the, you definitely did it in the World War II episodes, I remember that, but I remember specifically thinking, why would I want to watch World War II films? I don't want to be sad in my free time. World War II films are just so good, though. I'm sorry. Yeah. I understand World War II. I did a podcast with you about it. I'm going to go watch Marley and Me. What year did World War II and start? And cry over that instead. What? What year did World War II start? Oh, Alex, don't be pedantic. Come on, 1936. Wrong. 1938. Wrong. 1937. Wrong. Warm or cold? 
You're Not warming, the Cold War. You're warming all of them. <laughs> 1939? Yes. There we go. Where did it end, RJ? 1943 or 42? Wrong. 44? Wrong. 45? Yes. There we go. Well, the European theatre anyway, but 1946 would you Cool. And then instantly the Cold War basically kicks off if I remember our Cold War episode basically well, together. That's uh, there are multiple theories on that, RG. As, as you'll know, if you'd... Uh, hey, attention. how about... <laughs> During the Cold War episode, some people believe that the Cold War... Oh my God, Alex, I'm about to go get diagnosed with ADHD. From the end of the 20th century. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, the end of the 19th century. You know what? I'm done with your bullshit. So I'm done with this section of the of the of the podcast for a couple of months. Anyway, I don't know. History returns February. <laughs> um, so Alex, I'm gonna invoice you for the holes in the wall you made with those shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe this is happening on the final episode. <laughs> What did you ever think it was going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember? You, you remember we wanted to see the roast of Kaparaji? Yeah, that was going to happen. A little bit of that to this. Right? <laughs> that, no, that's fair enough. Go for it. Give me the roast, guys. I want. I. I've got. I've got a drink in me. I could probably take a few roasts. Want a roast? Look, I've already. I've already given you one roast this week. <laughs> I. Uh, I cook Christmas dinner. Oh. I, a literal. Roast. What did you cook, Tom? Um. So I will say. Uh, best part of the dinner was RJ's rum ham. I, I made, made rum, rum ham. Um, How did you make it? Did you use binging with Babish's recipe? No, I uh, used a different recipe that was... Honestly. Yes. <laughs> no. Wow. Uh, so in a Pyrex jug, uh, like a very wide, massive one, and I used gammon instead of like a big ham because I wanted to just save some money and test. Yeah, no, of course, I get it. Um, uh, like literally before you, you instead of rubbing the sugar onto it mm. my plan was to kind of caramelize it because mm. I knew the alcohol was going to gradually dissipate so three quarter cups of I hate using cups but this was a measurement that I found online uh, three quarter cups of spiced rum uh, which is this rum right red leg yeah red leg which I'm currently drinking now mm-hmm. and so am I with some lone wolf gin I finished mine um, I'm drinking nice. rum and gin together. Some cinnamon. Um, Whole cinnamon? Like a stick? No, no, no. Yeah, I just I just used some ground. Um, ground just ground. Just time. ground cinnamon. I think um, actual long bits because it's going to soak anyway. Like, it's not a yeah, bad idea. Um, so, yeah. Ground mustard as well. Mm-hmm. Chuck that in there. Um, what else? Uh, brown sugar. So... You know, mix all that up. There was something else. I can't remember what it was. I had to buy something Star else. Right? No, it was um, orange peel. I don't remember. I didn't make it. I just remember you telling me about it. And I I've got a list it somewhere. Uh, it doesn't matter. Because I bought a bunch of different things for it. The, but the recipe's online somewhere. Sugar? Yeah. No. Salt? No. no I think it was just... Anyway. Pepper? No. Um, oh, God. So Red good. chili flake? Honey? Uh... Was it honey? Was it honey? No, it wasn't agave, honey. Honey was for something else. Agave syrup. Uh, hey, well, what? Orange marmalade. Paprika. Orange marmalade. <laughs> okay. I got there in the end. Orange marmalade, uh, spiced rum, uh, ground mustard, um, brown and brown cinnamon. sugar. Brown sugar and cinnamon. And cinnamon. Uh, put that, in, like mix it all up together and then marinate it overnight mm-hmm. and then chuck it into a slow cooker instead. If you want like to actually have slices, do it in the oven. Yeah. But I, it that, came out kind of like pulled pork. Yeah, pulled pork's good. Though. Yeah, no, no that, that that was I'm my saying. thought. It was, it was great. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'd rather like something sweet and, and tender. Yeah, it was like it had that kind of like sweetness from the brown sugar and the cinnamon, but like mm-hmm. the natural saltiness of of like the gammon joint came through, and it was mm-hmm. like a really good mix of flavors. Did you get the rum? 
a little bit. It wasn't like hugely powerful. You just want a yeah. little bit. Yeah. You just want a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then whilst it's slow cooking over time, you want to get a ladle and make sure you're caramelizing on top. Basting. Basting. Uh, what you want to do um, in practice is not Oh, don't shit on me. Ac- not accidentally put the slow cooker on high instead of This low. is Alex's <laughs> slow cooker that he gifted me. You're... Like, not to throw you under the bus, it's fine, I should have checked. So it is me throwing myself under the bus in this situation. When you turn the slow cooker on, it inst- it's instantly on high? Mm-hmm. Why is does it go to low first? You'd think when you put something on, it's not on max straight away. Well, you'd think if you were going to cook something, you'd read the instructions properly. Well, I normally think <laughs> dial. Like, dial, okay, I'm in a rush to go to work. I'm going to click it once, and that should be low, not high. Yeah, I It goes high, low, auto... Well, what, the, what what does that mean? What does it mean? You know, the problem is that you don't have the instruction manual because I didn't give that that to you. No, I, know. I thought you'd be able to handle a slow cooker by yourself because you're a grown man. Not a man. You're a grown person. Excuse me. <laughs> That's fine. I just um, I just needed to stab you back. No, you were fine. throwing me under the bus, you, and I was like, I, I've got one thing. Your dial would go straight to low. I would have thought the dial like. I would have thought low is where it fucking says low on the slow cooker. I wasn't looking because I was clicking. I was like, all right, ham in, good. I'm going to go to work because I had work. You should have looked. <laughs> Sorry, does it take that much time to just go? I'm done with your bullshit. Check, go, that's on low. Great, no, no problem. Checking also, it was gammon, as you just said, not ham. <sighs> Still pork. To answer your question. Uh, it was a roast chicken okay. uh, with a corn roast for the vegetarians. Okay. Um, we had uh, roasted broccoli, roast potatoes, mm-hmm. um, peas, parsnips. There were uh, honey parsnips Ooh. and honey carrots. Yes. Yes. Stuffing. Honey and thyme. I do my carrots with sage and uh, onion we stuffing. Had of, we had a lot of honey, a lot of thyme. I mean, on the chicken, so I didn't want to like, oh, over time the meal as a whole. Um, what else we had? We had Yorkshire puddings. And Not traditional with chicken, but I will go with that. Yeah. Like a Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. And uh, we have. Wait, you don't have Yorkshire puddings with chicken? I do, but it's not traditional. Oh, I, I thought it was. Beef. I, beef. I just have Yorkshire I mean, puddings with everything. Um, the gravy as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tom, yeah. Tom wasn't prepared for how thick I like my gravy. I. It was like cake batter. <laughs> it, like, it wasn't a liquid anymore. So it was more solid than I was expected many, when I uh, got to the table. You were there just going, so Archie, how many slices of gravy do you want? <laughs> it's like literally, like he, like because mm. I was like, oh well, I I like thick gravy, um, <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then and then and then was like, oh yeah, no worries, I got you covered. And then it came out, and then he like ladled like a sp- so you know when you get like <laughs> a scoop, like a scoop, yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, scoop yeah. of gravy, and I was like, I don't. I didn't boil the kettle real quick. <laughs> no, I did. I was like, by the time I got to the table, I had realized because I let it be for a bit. I, I got to the table and I was like, oh, it's gotten a lot thicker than I was expecting, but I'm up for this. And then it was sweeter than I was expecting because of I made more because of it wasn't as much as I was that everyone wanted mm. at the time. Yeah. And then... We end up having a bit of too much. brought to you by the English language. <laughs> No, it was um, it was really nice, but it was a bit thicker than I'm used to. Because well, because again, um, Alice, who I usually eat gravy with, likes it super thin. 
And so I was just like, and so I was just like, right. I'm sorry, did I want a cup of soup on my Yorkshire pudding? It's pretty much like a cup of soup. Like, pot of I like my cup of soup real thick, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put as minimal as possible in, because you know what, what happens when I want soup? I want fucking soup. <laughs> Not broth. Yeah. If I want a tonkatsu, tonkatsu broth, I'd make it. Um, I wouldn't. I, if, I ch- if I chucked ramen in this, you wouldn't blink an eye. No. Uh, but yeah, I... Uh, brown water. It was the first Christmas dinner I've, I've made, and I think it went quite well. Great success. Uh, sprouts? I, it's I also the first sprouts, one. But I was the only one here that liked sprouts. And <laughs> I think I kept going around being like, sprouts, sprouts? Everyone likes sprouts if you make them properly. Everyone just boils sprouts, and it's like, no, you've ruined them. I mean, I like boiled sprouts. Okay. Well. <laughs> I, um... I'm a fan of broccoli more than Brussels sprouts. I love a broccoli, but Brussels sprouts, just raw, just, has anyone watched, okay, has Alex, anyone watched Bon Appetit's Making Perfect Thanksgiving? Uh, I, I did, the, um, but I fell asleep halfway through because I, I was the, drinking Baileys. Yeah, I watched the pie episode, and that was it. It's because Brad's in it. Uh, no, um. Just because Brad's in it. Who, who was Is it? Is Brad and Claire in it? I think it was Hi, I'm Carla, Bon Appetit. Tyler and Molly mm. made the sprouts, and they just like, Stuck them in the oven and go more caramelly and put chestnuts and stuff on. Okay, them. so I've I just they want look to, good. That that's dope as as heck. I've had one drink, right? And I can feel drunk right now. Do, but do you remember the last time you you that podcast never came out? Never what? released that. Me was it me you and Porsche sat down her podcast? I don't know or where that file's gone. Somewhat we did a part and you had a glass of wine and it was like you had one glass of wine and you were like I think I remember that. I, re- I now remember it and now. We were just like, where is RJ, that file? What is wrong with you? <laughs> you one if drink. I can find that file, it'll be out we're before like, this. All I've had is I've got, I've got two podcasts ready to come out before this. Uh, also, um, another thing about the Christmas dinner is that uh, Alice had a bottle of Prosecco ready. Right. So I had a glass of Prosecco. And then Ali, our housemate, came around and was like, does anyone want a whiskey? So I had like a Dr. Pepper in front of me with a Prosecco in one hand and like a 57% whiskey in the other hand. And I was like, yeah, cool. This is me now. Drinks, I got them. I'm so full. I drank a bottle of Baileys that night. Mate, I could absolutely like smash through a bottle of Baileys. Baileys is amazing. I feel like no one appreciates Baileys until they're slightly older. Like, as in like slightly older as in when you're not drinking VK or double vodka orange anymore. I don't like orange is a proper old person drink, man. Screwdriver, bro. Well, it's not an old person drink. You hear it in a club all the time. Yeah, but you go through a stage. Double vodka yeah. orange, or, well, currently the thing to order in it's a club. Old Jersey people. Is, yeah, give me one can I get uh, a violet gin and lemonade, please? Not like- tonic. The reason why I liked, I, I thought I hated gin, but it was just the tonic I hated. I feel like, um, like vodka orange is like the bookends of drinking. Like when you first start drinking, it's like, right, I'm getting, I want this vodka because it gets me fucked. What can I have it with that's nice? Okay, put it with orange. And then you realize, oh, I actually like these different alcohols. I'm not just doing it to get absolutely fucked. Mm. And then you're an old person and you're like, I've lived too long. I'm just doing it to get fucked again. Which is why I assume a lot of old people drink. They go to the pub and just like, can I get can I get a Sam Adams, please? I fucking love Sam Adams, mate. Yeah, you're old. I really like. What would I put with vodka? Just like sugar and lime and soda. Mm. It's a Kaiparoska. Mash up a bunch of like it's so good. I remember I I really had, real crisp, like. I had it once and I, I remember like I was in a cocktail bar and I had a Moscow mule. 
Mm-hmm. And that you're working really nice. as a waitress in a cocktail bar. I wasn't yeah. working as a waitress. Walker I was and ginger and lime. Mm. Yeah, that was really nice. And they serving you a couple mug. Uh, they didn't. It was, ah. it was it was just in a glass. Got to have it in a, in a, little, in a, little, in a little, little copper mug. Yeah. It's the correct correct serving for a Moscow meal. Moscow, 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 Moscow. <sighs> no, one. but like uh, something something else, actually, that I've learned either this year or last year <laughs> is that whenever people say they don't like a certain alcohol. It's because they've just been having ba- that a bad version of that alcohol for their entire life. Sambuca is evidence with me that I just can't drink it. I just don't like licorice flavors. You get like a real nice. I've started like, to become quality. okay with it. Maybe, but every single time I have said sambuca shots in a club, the next day I'm hungover for twelve hours, and it takes me three tacos to get down to be okay. Because they give you that really like shitty own brand sambuca you want to get like yeah if you get Luxardo, I, if i'm gonna spend money on stuff. a drink i would want to spend a lot of money on a whiskey or a, a vodka or maybe some baileys so do that instead uh, of so, ordering sambuca. but i'd rather order sambuca because it's one pound for a shot and i want to get fucked i just don't want to get really fucked the next day. one pound for a shot uh pulse Wow, um, that's cheap. yeah. I got so f- that night that they lost me briefly, and I was in the foam pit with my shirt off, just oh, we were at, sorry we were zoned the, out. We were at a foam party. This wasn't like a re- there's not just like a regular foam pit. You can get in <laughs> yeah, it was a foam is party. Is the same foam party I've heard so many infamous stories about? Oh, I fucking hated that. Where that you, was oh, that you came was home and threw up in Alice's toilet with foam. foam, foam yeah, but it wasn't one, enough yeah. for me to think it's what this warrants six liters of water. And then I got in trouble for it because I basically yeah. So uh, X yeah, I I'm not a huge fan of um, shots. Is the okay. thing. Um, oh, is there a way that you would recommend to drink sambuca not as a shot? Like, is there? Like, I know you know a lot of cocktails. Is there like a cocktail that you could have sambuca in that would change the experience? Not sambuca. No, not sambuca. Not really. You can have other anise flavored liqueurs like. Mm. Um, Perno or, or absent, but yeah, there's yeah. a coffee sambuca, and you've just started getting into um coffee. Oh, yeah, I like coffee now. That's Sam- a thing, that's something you learned this year. That's something I learned this year. I went from about two months ago, I didn't drink coffee pretty much at all, mm-hmm. and now I just drink black <laughs> Americanos every day. Okay, so this uh, I got a coffee machine, I ran out of milk. Ah, uh, you see. That is that is all. Like, half the time, people go, "Oh, actually, coffee's quite nice." Is when they have machine-made coffee yeah. for the first time, rather than instant. And also, most people go get into black coffee when they just don't have milk left. <laughs> when they're being lazy, and they're like, yeah. no, and they're like, "Oh wait, hang on, there's something about this." It's yeah. like people who kind of like burnt toast. I do well, like me I, some burnt toast. Sometimes. I quite like bitter drinks. It's like mm-hmm. I, I like um, like a bitter stout or something like that. In in terms of like. Yeah. Uh, like ales and things like that. A lot of the a very like between like a stout beer and a coffee are quite similar. Yeah, some IPAs yeah. have that like really toast really kind, kind of. of yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I describe it, it, it as toast because it reminds I, me. No, I definitely it, see yeah. where you're going. Today, yeah. uh, this coffee sambuca, by the way, is just three whole roasted coffee beans put into a shot of sambuca. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. The uh, there's a slippery nipple. Some, What's in a slippery nipple? Oh, I've heard of a slippery nipple. A slippery nipple. Irish cream liqueur and grenadine. And then it's it's got like whipped cream on the top, isn't it? Let's, I'm going to click No, there's a shot called... There's a shot called Long Job, right? A Blow Job. You can see, <laughs> this is the last episode. I don't care anymore. You, you centered yourself for saying fuck earlier, so... 
Oh no, I do that in casual conversation anyway. Just I think it adds emphasis on what I'm saying. Oh, like, oh just go f- yourself, will you, Christian boy? <laughs> you I wouldn't was... punch the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> I teabag the Pope after shooting him in Halo. I, you know what I've learned this year? I really fucking love Halo. Um, Grenadine, Sambuca, and Bailey's, apparently. The Pope so, definitely plays Halo. Like, um, everyone is plays Halo. Is it layered? Uh, okay, I don't know. Grenadine okay, at the bottom, this, hang on. Sambuca in the middle. And the then steps. Create the nipple the of the cocktail with a small pour of grenadine, just enough to your shot glass to coat the bottom, oh, yeah. which measures out to be a quarter of an ounce. Add a half ounce of Sambuca to create the next layer. There are numbers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, pour a half ounce of Bailey's uh, using the same ep- method as described in step Four two. The, spoon. Uh, the combo is meant to be consumed as a shot, oh. so the layers combine in your mouth. Knock it back and enjoy, baby. Um, no, yeah. To answer your question, Tom, no, Sambuca it's primarily just a, is shot. a party shot. Yeah. It's a party drink. Um, I'm trying I, to find I think, any others. I think it is beyond my reach. In the then. same way that, like, sake is a lot as well. Oh, here, here's I've, one. I've had some, a I'm clarity huge... cocktail, which is white Sambuca and lemonade. That's not a cocktail. That's a well drink. You described a cocktail earlier that was a double vodka and lemonade. Or orange juice. A screwdriver. A screwdriver. That's, that's the same principle. Is it recognised by the international bartender? Oh, grow up. <laughs> Bite my ass. Bite my dick. <laughs> I'd rather not. All right, here we are. Samson cocktail recipe. Opal Nera, black Sambuca, blackberry, blackberry brandy, amaretto almond liqueur, and light cream. Sounds horrible. I wouldn't have cream with that. Like want, the rest of it, I think. You want a, I a think. gross anise? Okay, here's a touch of Zam with uh, Scotch liquor, Benedictine herbal liqueur, Sambuca, orange juice, sugar syrup, and lemon juice. What's that going to taste like? Seriously, like, what was the first one? Whiskey liqueur? Uh, Scotch liqueur. Scotch liqueur. What is Scotch well, it's liqueur? It's glava. Oh, glava is really nice. Too, okay. Yeah. Uh, then Benedictine. Benedictine you want to put herbal liqueur. Like that uh, herbal liqueur sounds like it's, it's just it's kind of um, fancy Jägermeister. Yeah, yeah, Jägermeister. Then sambuca, then anymore. orange juice, sugar syrup, and lemon juice. Sambuca, Jägermeister, and like oh my god. No, is it recognised by the International Bartons Association? I don't know. It's just on a website, mate. Ibert approved cocktails. Yeah, so yeah, but so everything's on a website. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what's also on a website? Podmage.com, a different kind of casting. If you want to listen to, I don't know, History or Dead Air, the two current running podcasts uh, available on Podmage.com, go listen to those. Give them a review. It's a, they're, they're both a lot of fun. I know History's back in February, and Dead Air is about to release a Christmas episode, I believe, or should have released it by now. Yeet. I'm not letting you get away from this, right? So basically, oh my god, okay, that's no, the, that's the Tom, so what have you learnt this year? Um, I'm I'm kind of learning how to cook a bit, like informally. Mm-hmm. I'm just as in no one's teaching you. As in no one's teaching me. I'm just. Um, I've recently. I'm not vegetarian, but I've started eating a lot of vegetarian food. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Why I, is that, Tom? Uh, because my girlfriend is vegetarian. Ah. And I cook for the both of us now, occasionally. Um, you don't like sneak meat into a meal or anything like that? No. I, <laughs> That'd be really horrible. That'd be a no, really horrible I, thing to do. I by have, the way, if anyone's thinking of doing that. I, have just, I do like, imagine by accident, you accidentally dropping like a sausage into like a broth and going, it's going, fine, it's fine, I've taken it out, it doesn't matter. Five <laughs> second rule. <laughs> yeah, five second rule works for vegetarians. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've, I've been trying to look at um, just different recipes because 
Uh, it's boring having the ones that pop into my head when I think of vegetarian meals. Which are? Um, just like basic like pastas and just, just basically like mm-hmm. meat meals, but you put corn in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's very... I've, I've dabbled with a vegetarian paella. You've gotten so super like into halloumi this year. I've been super into halloumi for the last like well you've had it more delicious. you've had it more this well, year yeah, at least because I had a, a job that paid me more than minimum wage this year <laughs> so it wasn't that I got into it this year it's that I had a bit of money so you could afford a little bit more for yeah, instead of yeah. instead of mature cheese we're going for we're going for the halloumi, halloumi baby I love halloumi Halloumi's no it's great, good man. I've got halloumi in the fridge I'm gonna cook after this podcast deep fried pan fried halloumi I should say mm. um, um, but you're halloumi. saying about cooking I also started being a bit more responsible with cooking. Uh, this, uh, if we had a sponsor like right now, responsible with cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so going back to responsible with cocaine, it's an irresponsible, <laughs> it's an irresponsible habit. Uh, going back to the potential sponsors. Hey, HelloFresh! I got super into HelloFresh this year um, because I'm really impulsive. So when I come home from work, if I can't be bothered to cook, I'll just, you know what, take away or I'll go to Tesco and eat a bunch of junk food. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas now I am just getting like three set meals sent to me per week, which is for two people. So I cook for two days straight in one day. So I leave it for the next day and I'm, you know, I'm keeping the recipe cards. I just eat two two meals for every meal. Two meals. Two dozens worth of food for every meal. Uh, I left my green Thai curry in work because there was a buffet in work today. So I was going to have that for tea, but... Will it, will it still be there tomorrow? Do you have that kind of workplace? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, cool. I mean, I doubt they're going to want to touch it because it's food in the fridge that is primarily meant for drinks. Um, but... Ah. I was like, fuck it. I don't no know what that fridge go, is. Oh, hello, Mr. Tiger. You can anything get in my get in, get in my belly. Oh, I'm going to shit down their throat. <laughs> Cheers. Wow. <laughs> um, Someone ate my sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> my Thai green curry. That's what RJ stands for. Ross Jella. Jella? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the alternate, the, the alternate <laughs> universe, the bizarro world. Monica and Ross Jeller, Chandler Ding. <laughs> I don't know why Ding got me, but it did. Continue with the with your end on cooking. Yeah, um, sorry, Tom. I keep interrupting. Yeah, no, I just I've I've been cooking more. What's your favorite thing to have cooked this year? Uh, I think the standout. Just because of how simple it is, is mushroom risotto. Mm. Yeah, like, you have been really into... Wait, was, I, I was that the one with the lemon? No, that's that's a different one. I, uh. I made like a, a creme fraiche based um, lemon and mustard pasta. Ooh, um, with, was very good. With um, tender stem broccoli. And, oh, sounds lovely. What's the other thing in it? I mean, Asparagus? I put, no, I put mushrooms in it because mushrooms are great. But there's there's something else that it, it's meant to be with. But I'm, I made that. Bacon? Um, no, because it's vegetarian. Um, I can't remember what it is. It's... What kind of thing would I put in that, though? What kind of mushroom? Uh, chestnut I put in. Because I use chestnut mushrooms for everything because I think they're it's really di- good. difficult to get hold of, like, kind of slightly more exotic mushrooms. Yeah, because, like, if I'm going to buy mushrooms, I'm going to buy them at the corner shop Tesco is yeah, that yeah, I exactly. buy everything from if pretty you, much if you want a real good like mushroom for that kind of thing I would be like chant- chanterelle or yeah like it says to make like it's difficult to get them it says to like boil porcini mushrooms and then porcini. use the oil for that to put into it but not actually eat the mushrooms and I'm just like look if oh. I'm gonna buy a mushroom I'm gonna eat a mushroom you make like mushroom aioli kind of kind of I don't I don't really know yeah. Um, yeah. but 
I think Bo- that's boiling porcini mushrooms is not, not the right way to do it. it it's not it's, it wasn't boiling it's basically like a way of getting like mushroom water so that like it's basically like oh let's make some mushroom water to make everything that we're cooking here taste like mushrooms that's, that's so unappetizing doesn't it? it mushroom water I mean I drink it um <laughs> should you put mushroom water in your gravy no it's a good call you should definitely do that uh, mushroom like, water oh yeah no uh, literally anytime you cook like for the Sunday dinner if you steam anything or boil anything um, typically use like beef dripping a few mm. gravy and stuff like that but use the water from your veg mm. um, have you got the new one yet Audrey? the what oh no no I haven't pre-ordered that I was just after the name of the specific pasta that because because we're on pasta at the minute pasta uh, I'm, I currently have Is eat it, what you um, watch pasta, uh, by um, Andrew Ria hmm Alio e olio? Pasta alio e olio? I think so. Also known as Bingeeb. Also, I also had Noki for the first time this year. Noki's fucking Noki's amazing. Noki's so good. It's like, oh, it's pasta, but it's mashed potato at the same time. (laughs) Pasta aglio e olio. I don't know. Aglio. Alio. Alio. But there's a G. It's Italian. You know what else is Italian? My dick. No. (laughs) I don't think it is. Fairly sure it's a dumpy Welshman. Wow. I can't <laughs> believe you called my dick dumpy. <laughs> Part of a dumpy Welshman. No, Sorry. I, no, you just called my dick dumpy. You've, you've accelerated another <laughs> fucking insult, Alex. You've gone, RJ, you yourself are dumpy, and so is your dick. I'm going to start calling you Dumpy Dick Davis. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how Alex gets fired. I killed him. All right, I've oh. just, I've, I have a, th- uh, like a feed on t- a thread on Twitter, <laughs> right? Of all the names I've been called, I now have to add Dumpy Dick Davis onto this list. Oh. My mum follows me on Twitter. <laughs> Look, you control what you put on Twitter, my friend. Yeah, but it's also the names, and at some point I'm going to be making a t-shirt of all these names. Well, I could, I, I could just call you anything that I, you know, that's like, oh, let's embarrass Archer by making him put it on Twitter so his mum can see it. Well, no, it's got to be, like, a big enough name. Like, Jonesy really annoyed me, but it's on the, <laughs> on the t-shirt. Uh, what if I just start calling you, like, Willy Butt Davis or something like that? Well, I'm not going to listen to you. What if I call it to you multiple times? You, but now you put Dumpy Dick on the feed. If I call you that, are you gonna listen? Are you gonna acknowledge it? What else I've learned this year is <laughs> Alex is a horrible man. Yeah. <laughs> Alex is a bastard man. <laughs> <laughs> what else have I actually? Then this is year? asshole. Why Charlie hate? <laughs> um, I think w- one other thing that I've learned this year is that. Um, because I'm normally, as I've said, a very impulsive person that I can go with, like, just my potential ADHD, which I'm getting diagnosed mm-hmm. with in January, um, which is also... You're getting diagnosed this. with it, or they're, they're... They will be going through the process with me to diagnose with it. Um, they are diagnosing with it in January. They should be diagnosing me with it. Um, fingers crossed. Um, anyway, um, it's like planning for the future, and... Um, doing it in ways that you don't notice. So I have apps now that save like additional coins. Um, like if I've spent £2.98, it takes that 2p and adds it into like a lifetime ISA um, on every basic purchase that I mm-hmm. that I do. I have helped to buy ISA as well now. Uh, so I'm looking 
after my future in a very basic, basic way. Uh, I am also tired. I'd like, this goes into the, like looking after my future kind of thing. Like I love Tom. I love Alice. I love everyone that I live. I love this house. All right. I'm tired of living with people. I think I'm done with like, with, like with living with other people for now. Yeah, I live with by myself. I live with by myself. I live by myself for a year. In France, um, was it? Oh. No. no oh, in, yeah, 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 I remember that flat. It was, it was really, really wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I think being it's able to control little, 100% of where you live is great. A little bit uh, taxing on the wallet. Yeah, I imagine. But, um, I mean, worth it. Because if you ever go, just to build on your point, you go, oh, do I need to wait? is to see if someone's using the shower. No, no one's using the shower because only I live here. Yeah. You know, is anyone using the kitchen? No, no one's using the kitchen because only I live here. Like, is anyone else's washing left in the washing machine? No, it's mine because only I live here. <laughs> yeah. And like, when you live with a partner, for instance, I'm guessing, say like, oh, it's the washing in the, the washing machine. Oh, it's probably a mixture of our stuff because we have one washing hamper probably in the, in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, it's, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, living with a partner and living by yourself, they're much, it's kind of, it's more, living with a partner is more similar to living with yourself than just living with, yeah, than you know, living with a roommate. Like, me and Alice had the discussion the other day, so it's just like, we're, we're both at that point of just like, if I had the money, I would be living by myself now, kind of thing. I think it is, I love seeing people and I would regularly hang out with people and let them come over to my place. Mm-hmm. Um, I would welcome them with open arms because if people are coming over to my house, I clean, mm. um, which means I would be on the ball. But then, I, exactly as you're saying, when you're tired of them, you can if you're tired of their bullshit, which yeah, you, honest, you can you just be like, get out. All right, get out of my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to bed. You can't be in the house because I'm going to lock right, you so in. You put your dressing gown on, you know, and start whistling a national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> Make yourself a cup of oval tea. <laughs> um, like the past, like last year, I threw my first New Year's party. Mm-hmm. This year's the first Christmas party. Last year? Yeah, last year. Come on, Eileen. No, I threw. It was at mine last year. Uh, the year before was at yours, which was Welcome to the Black Parade. We bring in New Year's with different songs. I swear, I swear we did two at yours. No, it, this is, um, you're probably thinking of my birthday pie or when Sean was down and we made the Skittle Vodka I'm and I died. Of, yeah, no, I'm thinking of Skittle Vodka. Skittle Vodka is just fla- it's coloured vodka. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. taste like Skittles. No, that's no, what I learned. Also, like you're really meant to separate them out into yeah, separate I things. Yeah, brown. Yeah, that's what I learned. So you're drinking like we mud drink, water. No, we drank bolognese, basically. <laughs> oh, um, dick I didn't learn it this year, but I do have something that I learned last year that is very important and I want to enter as a PSA. Don't drink flavoured alcohols. You're meant to taste the alcohol because it reminds you that you're sinning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm on board a little bit with that because I learnt that spiced rum and passion fruit juice tastes like a Capri Sun and you can taste zero alcohol in it Mm -hmm. no matter what like obviously like if you put way too much in but if you put like a triple in you can't really taste the rum. 
And I knocked back so many of those in your old, old house. Mm. I remember being in your living room being like, I've drunk three of these in the past 10 minutes. In like 10 minutes time, I'm going to pass out on the sofa. Yeah, for me... I love that level of clarity when you're drunk, by the way. Sorry, just like you go, I'm going to have this one more drink and this is going to cause me to pass out immediately. There we go. <laughs> no, you I know, pass but out. Depend, like we're 51 minutes into this podcast, but this is honestly the no, last the one. I don't fucking care how long it lasts. I know by the end of this drink, I am gone. I'm going to go to bed after this podcast, forget all... I can't remember what most of what we've recorded and I'm <laughs> all for that right now. Tom, what were you going to say? Um, for me, it was uh, absolute cherry. Right. Uh, and I, I remember I, I drank, I think, most of, if not an entire bottle in one, mm-hmm. in like one evening. Was it absolute cherry or was it Ciroc? Because I know that one's Ooh, no, so around this group good. a lot. No, it, it was absolute because I can't Ciroc afford Ciroc. Uh, um, oh yeah, it was one of our other friends that yeah. basically bummed Ciroc. Um, but I, I remember like I drank it and I was drinking like absolute cherry with mm-hmm. cherry Pepsi. And like I could- It tasted like cherries. It just tasted like cherry Pepsi with a bit of extra cherry. And it was like one of the worst hangovers I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I have ever recovered. Mm-hmm. I think I think my, my physiology has changed after that. Um, but yeah, uh, on the topic of alcohol, Alex, I would like to ask you a question. Go on. It is coming up to New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be buying a bottle of alcohol uh, just to have for the evening. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you would suggest as like a, a nice bottle for like a special occasion that is is something that, that you've had a lot of? Or something that you prefer. Are you talking spirits? I'm talking or? spirits mostly. Mm. Um, for for an occasion like this, I would recommend some kind of liqueur. Mm. You're going to be drinking it by itself. Mm. What do you? What do you? What things do you like? Like what flavors do you like? Um, southern you have, comfort, like kind of whatever liqueurs or no, southern comfort. Like, that is a liqueur, but something a little more. Have you ever had <clears throat> liquor forty three? I haven't now. Oh, no, no. No, you are right. It's 43 because 43 is my lucky number. And that was when we, it was the pulse night when I was wrecked. And I was like, it's definitely going to be a great night because then I'm going to get myself a a, a liquor 43 down it in a shot. And then we go to pulse. And then the night went south. Though, it's a very good drink. Yeah, barring barring any of RJ's... um, Escapades. Bias. <laughs> it's um, like Southern Comfort. I have a hard time drinking Southern Comfort now because one time I was wearing a red dress and became a woman called Linda Jean Hall and I was an utter asshole for the entire night. RJ is a... RJ, I just want to... I, I don't mind you sharing that, but I just want to let you know that I didn't ask. No, I know. <laughs> this is a podcast, so... You're just it's, sharing. You're just going, oh, this... <laughs> I would like to say like that, and also oh, yeah, Tom is here, who experienced, who was there to experience. Uh, for better and for worse, RJ is a dedicated character actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, cruise ship, Linda. Linda oh. is definitely for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty sixteen was the year that I came up with my worst characters: Ivy yes. Dashes, the essentially murderer. Uh, the murder hobo. The murder hobo. And then the Gene Hole, the the aunt you wish you didn't have. 
Andre, I have a question for you, a serious question. Mm-hmm. Um, a moment ago, I, I used the word cross-dresser. Now, I, is, that, is that correct terminology? I believe so, if for you're right. referring it into a sense. Um, for, mm-hmm. for me, I would say no. I, I'm on me even I am unsure right. because I am non-binary okay. so yeah, I don't I s- know I suppose because it's not it's I so say if if I was to dress as a woman it wouldn't be mm-hmm. that I felt like uh, I identified as a woman I just I am wearing the clothes that are and it's not it's not you're, you're not wearing drag in that situation yeah. if you are dressing as a woman you have cross-dressed mm. um, as far as I'm aware another thing that I've learned this year is that it's okay to go, you know what, I actually don't fucking know. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's okay to ask. Yeah. And also, I've learned this as well from you, Ajay, I think. Um, provided you're not <clears throat> saying any of these words in a derogatory manner, it's, it's okay to, like, fuck things up sometimes, as yeah. long as you're not doing it deliberately. Like we, we, I remember we were walking to the bay, <laughs> like, when you were living in that flat, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were asking me about, say, like trans issues, mm-hmm. and you were asking what certain things were okay at the time. Uh, and this was before I, even, I was even like I realized I was non-binary. Uh, and you were asking me about certain things, and I was explaining like mm-hmm. you can say this, you can't say that. This is what um, what it, it's meant when you say trans uh, trans man and um, trans woman, um, because I know some people get confused as to what it, like the trans before means it, it, it mm. like have you transitioned to being a man or were you all are you all yeah i know some people have, have had difficulty with that mm. um and i think having that conversation with you where you were open and being like i want to learn i don't want to fuck up made me realize yeah it's okay to be like hey i don't fucking know <laughs> yeah and i i think like you have to be if you are a if you are a trans person um, I mean, if you're a trans person, you're listening, like, go you, like, do you know what I mean? But um, if you're a trans person, you you have people who don't understand these issues. It's very easy to assume that people don't want to learn because it's just... I will it, it is retort a, on this and say it's not their responsibility to explain either. Because for me, I don't like, I don't always like explaining the non-binary stuff with me mm-hmm. because I'm just trying to live my goddamn life. Google exists, well, it's, it's, uh, it's but at the same time, depending on if it's someone you barely know, do not ask them. Like that is way too forward. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's if you two were asking me, I'd be like, yeah, you two are my friends, mm-hmm. I know we're close, so I'm okay with explaining that if you're a little bit confused. But yeah, I think you've got to watch what you're doing because in in the situation they're already sensitive about the subject because there's a lot of people hating on them already so it, it yeah. instantly you raise them into a defensive mode because they're about to f- they feel like they're in that situation again okay. where it's like i just don't understand like why can't you just deal with it kind of typical but behavior and that that is is going to immediately take the other person into a defensive stance as well and that's why you know sort of change doesn't happen and people have these arguments. But the, the point people is... People on Twitter and Facebook being like, you just you have to pick one or the other. I'm like, you don't. Like, listen, but that's why, listen. that's why you need allies. Like, allies are more... Uh, allies are activists and they help and talk. 
uh, they typically engage enough to know the situation or at least are asking in the right manner or just going on charity websites because there's plenty of trans charity websites like Mermaids is absolutely amazing mm-hmm. uh, for just general queer stuff um, I, I do say queer sorry if that is, is you know offensive to some people it's, it's, it's becoming a reclaimed word um, but just like us who we are raising money for this mm-hmm. time of year go to tinyurl.com forward slash 12 gays of Christmas fall um, in order to donate some money um, but yeah, it's charities like that. I think uh, if you if you have an okay re- relationship with that person and say like if someone seems to be knowledgeable in that, like you asked me a few mm-hmm. years ago, like go for it. Like it's, it's fine. But at the same time, if you're unsure and you're a bit nervous in asking, the internet exists. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're checking out charities and not Twitter opinions, you're making the smart move. You pick that up on my, no, that was, that was my elbow just click. clicked very loudly. <laughs> just an ordinary movement. Um, what I've learned about about yeah. about um, trans language is it's basically there are some broadly acceptable terms. There are some terms that would be unacceptable to say, but if someone identifies as that and requests to be known as that, for example, the word transvestite commonly unacceptable in mm-hmm. the trans community but I know that there are people who consider it's more, themselves to be that yeah it's more commonly an older word and the problem is um, what happens is it's, it's become a slur it was taken by people and turned into a slur mm-hmm. especially the actual words within that uh, can be um, considered that that's why we have say like transgender and say like mm-hmm. just trans as an Omenclature? What's that word? Nomenclature. Nomenclature. Is that the right word I'm looking for right now? Um, I know I talk out my ass sometimes. That's one thing I've learned this year. Sometimes I use words I shouldn't be using in conversation. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but uh, it's like that's why trans and so like queer exist, Mm. but do not say queer. That is a word that only queer people can really say to each other. It's, it's, it's not to each other, but necessarily it's being reclaimed at the minute. Like you're going to have to give it a few years for it to be like a word that like is a descriptor for everything. Mm. It feel it's, that's interesting because it's, it's, it's part of the, the abbreviation, the, the, the long, the long form abbreviation. Well, no, no. Uh, the Q is often considered questioning as well. Oh, I see. So it, it's multiple. So it's either queer or questioning. And um, the, the reason why I'm saying don't say it yourselves is because of a lot of people do consider it a slur, just like um, just like certain words for trans people mm-hmm. are considered slurs. If someone wants that word, then it's fine. Um, but say like the word queer for say like a lot of older people was a massive derogatory insult in the 70s and 80s and 90s, whereas now it's becoming reclaimed, which is why I'm saying now, say like some people are uncomfortable with it. Um, but yeah, the just give it time, really. Um, maybe it will be a word that can be a, a catch-all for everyone um, mm-hmm. on... Like, I just, I, I didn't know that Vicky but, was questioning. I just assumed it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the thing. So, like, you've you've asked me, I've answered the question, and, like, I'm okay with that, because we're friends. Mm-hmm. I'm happy enough to answer yeah, yeah, that yeah. question. What's what's the long-form abbreviation for me, RJ? Well, of everything. Yeah. 
what lesbian bisexual lgbtq so lg isn't that I lesbian bisexual uh, yeah so a there's intersex P. and asexuality and pansexual okay um so I normally have, it's lgbtq use. plus is what i use <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if i'm gonna use one of the like individual letters kind of situation otherwise i just go queer i i don't want this to turn into the alex Asgardia about LGBTQ plus. We spent the first 15 minutes about politics. It's fine. All right, cool. So, (laughs) (laughs) what is intersex? Intersex? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, So, see, this is a massive problem. So, um, intersex is someone who is literally born with um, a situation where, so, like, they can have not. Not necessarily multiple. Um, they have they have physical characteristics of both genders. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. Uh, that, like just to put it down to basics, and it's not necessarily one more gra- worse that not worse, but gradual than the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a case of um, a lot of babies get stuff surgi- surgically removed okay. because of it, and it's like, hang on, everyone's complaining about the fact that. Oh, oh, you can't, you know, allow eight-year-olds eight to transition because they might regret it when they're older. No one's asking for that. It's just if a child wants to wear a dress, goddamn leave them alone. Mm. Um, but you're out there mutilating month-year-old babies because you're like, oh, this, this child's clearly meant to have a penis instead of a vagina or vice versa. Mm. Uh, and it's just like... That, that that basically just uh yeah. Do you, do you, down. Do you think that causes gender yeah. identity I, issues later in life? Um, you're asking the wrong person. I'm not a psychologist, or like, like I I'm not intersex myself, I I'm, uh, so I'm I can't maybe, really right. answer that question. Um, like to only only with gender questioning stuff, mm-hmm. I will answer from only my perspective on how I questioned it. No. I like from basically all my life there were things that i enjoyed across the gender spectrum that i really wanted to take part in i hated when i was refused on certain things and hated when i was forced into others that were your boy hated that kind of thing the second i actually learned what non-binary was i was out the next day Mm -hmm. i was like cool that's me that makes sense for me because i am so across the board on it all i don't like being put into like one category mm-hmm. or like yeah like i notice it a lot now as well um like my nephew we were in a social situation mm-hmm. he's cat's nephew but i consider him my nephew um he had a drink and he wanted a straw and he wanted a pink straw mm-hmm. and the the elderly lady wouldn't give him a pink straw because she was like pink's a girl's color and i wanted to be like Okay, it's not. Yeah. I wanted to be like, I'm going to stop you there. All right, I look it's hot not. as fucking pink. But I but I also wanted to be like, just give him a fucking straw. Like, it's a straw. Like, I'm so, like, what? Oh, if it's the worry they're going to turn out gay thing, I'm sorry, didn't realize straws were dicks. Like, I, I get it if it's like a, a four-year-old boy goes, oh, I want to wear a dress. And you go... All right, look, look, maybe, maybe you wear some jeans just because I you want to avoid... Have the conversation. It's yeah. not that hard of a conversation. Four years old? Should, like a four years old, your best bet is to be like, hey, as a heads up, there's a lot of people out there that would like make jokes, make fun of you for that kind of thing. I am fully supportive of you, whatever you want to do kind of thing. 
Uh, when I was a kid, I used to wear my sister's dresses for a laugh. Like, there, there's pictures of me on my parents' hard drive, which is my sister dressed me up in dresses. Honestly, I remember that happening and being like, I yes, the dresses are great. God, honestly, I would wear a dress now if it wasn't for, the, like, my body shape, basically. Yeah. Because, guys, dresses are fucking dope. You know how sometimes, like, your jeans are like, you know, you've got to move around, like, to get everything to sit comfortably, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to in a dress because everything is always comfortable. I've wanted to potentially explore kilts. Go for it. I was going to buy a skirt the other day, but I couldn't find one in my size. And also, I've got very thick thighs. Thick with two C's, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, play headlights today. Headlights. Um, oh, I should have brought some headlights. You together. should have. You absolute uh, penis. Well, let's imagine it's 2009 right now. Imagine okay. it's 2009. Boris Johnson is prime minister. No, he's mayor of London. Exactly, but he's become prime minister. Is the headlight? Would you have believed uh, it? Because everyone had badges back in 2009. Be like Boris for PM, wasn't it? It was a Labour government in 2009. Mm-hmm. We were under Gordon Brown. Oh, how I'd yearn for those halcyon days of Gordon Brown. <laughs> how I'd hey, yearn for the halcyon days of David Cameron. As remember when Greece was going to exit? Lol. Britain's going to do it instead. Yeah. Like some- Honestly, the past decade is a headline enough in its goddamn self where I don't have to end this decade. Reality TV star becomes like president of the United States. Most right? Man. Donald Trump is president. Also, I just want to say... For anyone out there, if you believe that Donald Trump, the president of the United States, is the most powerful man in the world, you're very much mistaken. <laughs> it's the Pope. And that's why we need to punch him in the face. <laughs> what have you learned this decade, then? <clears throat> that uh, Rupert Murdoch runs the world. Yeah. Um, what have you learned this decade, Tom? I don't know. The decade's a long time. Yeah. I don't remember what I was doing. We were 15. In 2010. Uh, in 2010. Well, you would have 15, like, two weeks away from turning 16. That was three months. I was busy getting drunk. I yeah, was. I was 18. Well, no, I was 15, but I, my mate could buy drinks, so I was busy getting Tom, drunk as well. Tom, absolute criminal. <laughs> I was uh, on Habbo Hotel. Uh, <laughs> oh, what was it called? Flamehammer.com. Flamehammer, that's it. If you, you want to try and find stuff, thing. just type into Google Flamehammer. You can probably find some stuff about DJ Joey or RJ Random. You RJ Random? <laughs> <laughs> that's my Habbo Bro, hotel that, name. No, this, I had two Habbo hotels. RJ Random is yeah. my... Okay, yeah, fine. Bro. I'm still on the feed. I was on Habbo Hotel very briefly. And... Um, <clears throat> All I ever, I remember only ever going and buying bean burgers from the burger shop. Bean? And then I, what? And then I got gifted some furniture and um, a guy was like, oh, I'll, I'll move some furniture into your, into your house for you. Just, you know, give me a password. And then he took my furniture. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was like, I was like, I ain't stupid. <laughs> I was stupid. This is like 19, 2003. I was like, I'm a stupid 11 year old. My first Habbo Hotel username was joey.yugimoto. Someone's at our door. So, who's at our door? Uh, this is probably a good time to go pee and pause. Okay, cool. Uh, the door was Amazon. Who cares? Uh, Alex, you were saying decade. Um, you started to be chill with children. You was just chill. Like, I want them. You want children? Not like I don't see children go. I want you. I want. I want You're not them. Peter Piper or whatever the bloke's name is. The, the Pied Piper of Hamlin. Yeah. Is his name Peter? 
No! No, Pete's pump picked Pizza Pump picked the picture of the Oh, I'll just finish the second drink. <laughs> Apparently it's Perhaps strong. later in life, after picking his pack of pickle peppers, he moved to Hamlin mm. to become in like the German mountains or whatever, the German Oof, Alps. <laughs> it just smashed the bottle of gin into the microphone. Yes, actually. I did. <laughs> oh, that's a big pour. That's a big drink. Put some rum in it as well. Yeah, no, I am. How about some melted candle wax? Oh, anything. Anything to fucking end me sooner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of tango. What have I done? <laughs> it's just gin and rum now. Just gin, ginny rum. Run, That's gin rummy. Gin you, rummy. You could mix it with red stag. <laughs> <laughs> that works. I've got squash as well. Remember, if you want to put squash. Well, we okay. we're in the middle. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay, here's the thing. You know I'm impulsive. I'm drunk. I w- I am 100% willing to do this, but we're in the middle of a podcast. You want work tomorrow? Yes. No, maybe don't then. <laughs> So I've learned that that doesn't taste the best. Uh, I already went into work today on two hours sleep because I went to go see The Last Jedi. Uh, Not Last Jedi. Is it 2017? Who the fuck knows? Um, Uh, It could be. All right. So you you want children now? Yeah, like so many. Yeah. So So did you used to not want children at all? No, I I always used to have a thought about like, oh yeah, I'll have kids someday. And that someday is now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you, you just think about it, it's some far off thing, and you're like, have you sorted your invites out yet? No. And it's coming up this year now. Yeah, you know what, RJ? Who's getting married? Is it me or you? <laughs> I'm just stressed out for you. I've already offered my shipping people to help out. Your shipping people? I have people for that. Don't I, have- I have people. <laughs> well, uh, maybe. I got, yeah. We'll do invites in a bit. Just excited for your wedding. Thanks, man. Gonna get there and I'm gonna get real drunk. <laughs> oh well, I mean you're not coming out, Jane. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that's how you. That's how you get rejected from a. Oh, that's actually a good idea. Something you can learn from this decade. If you don't want to go to someone's wedding, just threaten to get super drunk. If you don't want to go to someone's wedding, just be like, no, I don't. I don't want. I don't want All right. to. Yeah, Seeing I, as you're I having a wedding, wedding. Yeah. <laughs> my friend. Um, my friend's having a wedding in 2021. Mm-hmm. They've booked the venue, booked the date. They're sorting out the menu and stuff at the minute. And one of them's a vegetarian. So they've said mm-hmm. it's an all-vegetarian wedding. Just because he don't really want to, you know, do that from mm-hmm. multiple people. Which I understand. It's your wedding. You get to decide that. Um, her parents are like, oh, we're just going to go eat somewhere else then. And that, like, during the wedding, it's just right, like... Right, okay, fine. What? But, but I'm not... Kat and I are not vegetarians. What mm-hmm. if I went... Yes, there is a vegetarian option. You can fuck off. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, yes, that is a vegetarian. Yes, there is a vegetarian option. Your vegetarian option is you can fuck off. Oh, right. You know okay. what I mean? It's like, you, you. I don't think that just because a majority of people in the world eat meat that they should not be accommodated for in other situations. I appreciate you're both vegetarians, but I'm not a vegetarian. And therefore, should you have to eat like me? My brain isn't processing what you're saying right, right now. Right. So, so at a wedding, I will give a vegetarian option. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that everyone should have to eat like me. Yeah. Why is it that two vegetarians have, they are like, no, you have to eat like me because I'm in a minority. Well, no, the vegetarians are just like, what, my friends who are vegetarian offering only veggie options. Right. Like, there's like a difference. Because everyone can eat vegetables, not everyone can eat meat. 
Okay, fine. But are they they're eating? There's a difference. A, like a there's a different reason of, or like a, a, a morality reason. So well, they don't want to. But you can. It's their meat. wedding. It's their wedding. They get to choose what the menu is. So if you want to come to our wedding, you have like, and you want a meal. You have to have the veggie option. You have the option to go elsewhere, but I just find it ridiculous that their parents are like, what the? You've got to have meat at your your wedding. It's like, it's my wedding. I get to choose the fucking menu. Yeah, but they're not accommodating for people who don't want to eat vegetarian. What? But if if it's just a vegetarian meal, like, then there's going to be multiple options of different things. Like... We all, everyone's okay with a plain cheese pizza, for goodness sake. Right. That's a vegetarian option. It is. But what right? if people like Every, like, like, do you know what I mean? Cheese and tomato pasta. Like, that's a vegetarian option. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get given it, you're not thinking, oh, this is a vegetarian option. This is just an option. Right. Like, this is, this is it. Like, this is mm-hmm. fine. Whereas, like, the point is... Is, is the fact that, yes, there's going to be different things that will suit different people at the wedding. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, because there's n- absolutely no meat at the table, it's like, you're squashing my rights. It's like, but it's my party. Well, uh, yeah. I th- if, I co- if I throw a gin party and someone comes in being like, where's the whiskey? I'm like, it's a gin party. And you're like, where's the whiskey? It's I, like, I get out. It's a gin party. I understand that's silly, but it's not a vegetarian party. It's a, it's a, it's two, it's a wedding. It's two vegetarians' weddings. Yeah. So it's their wedding. They get to dictate the food. Yes. Okay, fine. But if, if I was, if, when you come, if you were, you're not a vegetarian currently, are you? Not currently, no. If I was a vegetarian. (laughs) Which really shows how flip-floppy I've been on being a vegetarian. If you were a vegetarian and I said, come to my wedding, there's no vegetarian option. I'd be like, I'm not coming. Well, uh, there you go. No, because if I've got no option to eat and I've got to go hours without eating, mm-hmm. it's like, like, no effect. I will talk to you. Like, honestly, the no bullshit like thing would be like, hey, mate, that you probably sh- should have a no vegetarian, like a vegetarian option, even if it's just a cheese pizza mm-hmm. or like some like mushroom gnocchi is fucking banging. We all three of us said this is like that's banging at this table. That's a vegetarian option. Mm-hmm. Like, but why? Why, is it, why, why, why does is it everything have it? to have meat in? It doesn't. But why isn't there an option? Why isn't what an option for meat? Yeah, because it's someone's. Way- There's a difference in this situation, though. Can like, I, okay, what, what I'm going right. to cut in because you're both saying the same things back at each other, back and forth. Okay, so Alex, yeah, I get it. Hmm. I I kind of agree with you on the point because RJ. At this point, yes, it's their wedding and they're having vegetarian food and it's, it's their, it's like as something they're throwing, they have the right to say, okay, we're not having meat. And that is fair, but you can't be like, oh, it's ridiculous that people are getting indignant because at at the same time, they're not they're not paying for that meal for themselves they are they are hosting a celebration of their wedding and it's not the fact that they um it's not a fact that it's like oh well i'm going to be the only one eating and it's it's me and all my friends and we're all vegetarian it's like there are a lot of people there and a lot of people maybe don't like the vegetarian option and maybe maybe it's not because of um maybe you don't eat 
uh, meat because of moral reasons. And so you're saying, oh, well, everyone can eat the vegetarian option. And so you're, it's like saying to a vegetarian person that's not eating it for health reasons, look, you can eat the meat option. There's nothing stopping you. And I think that this conversation is going nowhere and it should stop because you're both right. And it's all down to the situation. Well, my argument is on what you're saying on my end there is there's essentially a, a power difference between between the two. I'm not saying that everyone can eat the veggie option, so why don't they? It, it, it's saying that a lot of foods that we eat are technically veggie options. Just because you're not eating chicken, beef or whatever at the time makes it drastic or or bad it's just the fact that why 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 does there have to be a version of the meal that has meat because this is a scenario this isn't like a a regular day-to-day dinner this is a celebratory meal Mm -hmm. and when you're looking at the food that is expected to be served at these places like that standard of food is Mm -hmm. usually meat-based like that is it's, it's usually a type of food that is um, okay, I'll have the chicken option or the fish option. Yeah, but and when you RSVP for a wedding, you normally get say like, oh, do you want this option or this option? Mm. So say like for food. So I'm guessing at their wedding, I don't know what they've settled on the on the menu, but if there's two or three kind of options, you can be like, okay, this, this or this. And quite often you're going to be like, a lot of people might just be like, oh, there's not like chicken or thing, but I will go for this instead. That's going to be the most common person. But if someone gets absolutely distraught and angry that there's no meat Considering, fine. If you want meat, bring a packet of chicken with you. Don't get me wrong. Happy to, happy to, happy. But whereas to, you can't to take to a meat ma- meat meal, chuck some lettuce in. Happy There's to a agree, difference there. The level of indignation is far too high. Yes. <laughs> is that the argument you're making? Yeah. Oh yeah, the level of indignation is far too high. That's ridiculous. You can't be like, well, we'll just go eat somewhere else. Just like you eat the fucking cheese, like you know what I mean. Like it's it's. Don't be an asshole. It's your kid's wedding. Yeah, like that's the main thing that I I brought this mm. up for. Like, if you want meat, you can just bring. Whenever Tom or say like Sam, whenever we do our D and D meals every two weeks, they and they want meat, mm. you can just chuck it in at the end. But if if we're making meals and it's like, oh, just pick the meat out. Mm-hmm. There's still going to be bits of meat in it because you can't just completely yeah, get rid of it. You can't really bring meat to a wedding, though, can you? It's not like <laughs> a barbecue. You don't just hey, bring your own if meat. If you can bring a, if you, <laughs> if you've got a purse, I'm just saying, you can bring some meat. Some pocket ham. Pocket ham. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> some, I would totally go. And to if it's a vegan wedding, pocket parmesan. What? What? You, <laughs> parmesan's not vegan. That's what he said. That's what I said. If it's a vegan wedding, bring some parmesan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like, uh, I mean maybe. All foods should be just served deconstructed. Yeah. Just like meat optional. Here, here's some meat on the side. If you don't yeah. like every, it, you don't touch it. Every restaurant should be laid out like a carver. Like sauce. Like a, a, like, a like, buffet would be good that, that way. Because, because you want ketchup? Yeah, just put it on the side for the table. Like, yeah. you want, do you want meat in it? Yeah, just put it in the middle for the table. Actually, a lot of buffets are like a, a way where you can just be like, oh, here's the pasta, and then here's mm. the meat that you can just chuck in. No, I think all buffets are... No, that's what I said. Generally. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like um, a lot of buffets are. But yes, you're both right. And this argument is going nowhere. No, I, was just, yeah. no, I mean, the, the point I was trying to make is just because a vegetarian might be in a minority, is it okay for them to restrict the eating preferences of other people? But there's a difference between preferences in the sense of of uh, oh I can't eat this because say like either moral or health reasons mm-hmm. 
and the difference of between I like me some chicken, I want it in my belly. Well, that's a very that's a very close-minded view of non-vegetarians. Well, no, that's that's the no, experience. It is. All right. Sam say that who comes eat- to Sam Hook, I I'm yeah. still a meat eater, but well, like fine. like I understand if I want to have like there was vegetable gravy and no, no that's not what I mean. The, we had vegetable soup mm-hmm. at the meal the other day and there were two separate options on the thing right. for that it wasn't like the chickens in there like mm-hmm. the point being Sam when he wants meat at D&D meals and we're serving vegetarian stuff he will bring chicken to put in but because he cat- wants is that is that a catered meal but no but he we're like we're serving this oh I want meat he's brought his own meat if you can't do that at a wedding that's what we're saying to a wedding yeah but what like if someone's gone this is what we're serving at our wedding like it's it's right, yeah, 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 but but the, why is it? Why is why are you saying it's the same thing when it's not clearly not the same thing? Because there's a the power difference between the two. What do you mean there's a power difference between the two? When I say there's a power difference between the two, like once you've put meat into a thing, taking out doesn't solve the fact of of what's happened. The the the, the difference between yeah, but it's not about putting uh, meat in every okay, single meal. No, you're saying about these options, right? Yeah. If they serve meat at the wedding, if they make meat an option, these two vegetarians have taken part in the thing that they don't want to take part in, and that's killing animals. Fair. So why should you, because you want to eat foot, eat animals, mm-hmm. allow two vegetarians who don't want to take part in that to like buy and get essentially animals killed? That is the power difference there. Right. Okay. You made you that you made a good point. Yeah. There. You weren't making that point before. Yeah, you weren't making... That was not what no, you were saying me, before. All right, fine. That is just I, how I okay, instantly think about I, meat. I accept that argument. Because and I, I think that this is... a reason why you shouldn't... Yeah. Why you could not maybe not have meat. I, I think it's because I've been a vegetarian that, that, I, that what, what I put in my head is that the morality is there instantly. It's like, when you eat meat, you are killing an animal. Right. That is what yeah. you're doing. So, I take that... Like, I still eat meat now, and I take that guilt with me when I do it. Mm-hmm. But... A lot of people, and this was me prior to being a vegetarian, just didn't put two and two together. So it's like, it's not like, say, like, um, for instance, like, you like spinach, you like lettuce. You like spinach. It's like, I want the spinach option, I want the lettuce option. It's not that, because in that situation, nothing's being harmed. This is something being killed because mm-hmm. for someone else's wedding that they don't want to happen, because you're like, I want me some meat. I, again, it's not as simple as I want me some meat. I'm generalizing in this situation. Well, no, you but, shouldn't generalize. Okay, fine. But in, in the situation, there's a difference between generalizing on vegans and generalizing on meat eaters. I'm not talking about vegans. Fine, vegetarians. Because vegetarians. Still. Anyway, your point? I've forgotten at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've heard my point about this wedding situation anyway. Like, my point being was this, this person's mother... Had been like that's where this started. This yeah. Start, yeah, this person's mother was like, "You're not serving meat at your wedding. You're not actively taking part in the meat industry and getting animals killed. I'm not coming to your wedding. I'm going to go to McDonald's." W- was that what they were thinking? Well, well, no. They they, were, I support the murder of animals. No, that's not what they're thinking. <laughs> obviously, because this is the same thing as you two have thought in this in this conversation. Mm-hmm. You haven't put that on the table when thinking of serving meat. You're thinking of the option of eating meat, not the what is before the meat gets to your plate, mm-hmm. which is the situation I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, but I could, I could eat a 
you know, a vegetarian pie or whatever, and that cow's still going to die. What? My, my eating of... Uh, the meat industry will will exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it's now, a, now it's supply and demand. Yeah. Uh, KFC put out this thing uh, this year. They did a double chicken and bacon burger. Mm-hmm. And in their advertising, and it's really good anti-advertising for people who are into marketing. So just me, I'm a marketing manager. Um, AKA I don't have a lot of sex. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, in their advertising, they were like, meat eating has gone down this year. We would have made a lot more profit if we released this burger last year and even more if we released it the year before. So supply is falling because people are buying it less mm-hmm. because there's a rise in vegetarian vegetarianism and veganism. So if you, if you say, hey, it, for a party that you've planned like years in advance for say like a wedding mm-hmm. hey I want some meat that person's then got to go to like either a butcher or say like however they you know mm-hmm. cash and carry meat um, like that still goes onto a thing and say like yes this many people this year have bought meat so this is how many cows we have to kill mm-hmm. kind of thing the less number of that that exists means the less animals that get killed for that meat all right. So don't take part in the, essentially don't take part in the system when you can. So if you mm-hmm. are going to eat meat, if you do, if you are going to eat meat, like, or if you want, like, like you can go say like days without meat. So say like some people do like meatless Fridays or this, that, and the other. Oh, sorry. Yes, I thought so. you meant like physically. No. I'm like, you can go your entire life without meat. Actually. That's <laughs> no. I, look, no. I've gone three days without meat. My body is breaking no, it's down. Some, <laughs> some people like just do say like meatless days uh-huh. uh, instead. Uh, another option say like like obviously do your meatless days but if you get meat from the clearance section instead of the brand new section you're still reducing it because that meat hasn't been thrown away you're increasing your chance of getting salmonella well if it's going off on that day or the that next day, day. you've got to eat it that day yeah exactly but so like if I'm go if I'm cooking for heaters today for everyone in the house I'm, I will check the clearance section mm-hmm. because that's going that's going to be done today mm-hmm. so you're still reducing the amount that's being mm-hmm. made because you're not buying an additional pack and throwing away a pack. Mm-hmm. So it's just stuff like that. Tonight. I just remembered. I bought reduced burgers today. you got to eat them today, Tom. Or at least cook them today. And then, well, no, I'll, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll have... freeze them. I mean, I'm going to have them for breakfast tomorrow. That'll be fine. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll eat two He's unemployed. <laughs> I'll eat two burgers now, and then I'll wake up at like 10 o'clock tomorrow and have them for... <laughs> you're going to have... Burgers. He wasn't judging like (laughs) how many burgers you were in the morning. It was the fact that you were eating burgers in the morning. More than more burgers than better. Do you know what I mean? I've eaten I've eaten four burgers in a sitting before, but like for breakfast. In my opinion, breakfast is a social construct, and I think that anything you can eat, you should eat for breakfast. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about social constructs. (laughs) Let's talk about human constructs. The passing, the passage of time. I want to point out. Podcast is really pleasant. We were talking about what we learned during the year. Then the, then the second hour of this podcast has turned into yelling about vegetarianism and now yelling about social constructs. The passage of time, money, clothing. <laughs> clothing less of a social construct, actually, because we wore it so we didn't die of cold. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't wear a jacket because I want to. But I wear it because I'm. Well, I do want to because I look fly. But we, but we give it, you know, we have evolved to the point where we don't need the hair on our bodies. Mm. Men now are being I mean, born without hair growing on their chest. Like I say, men now. Like in in you know, I don't want to sound like I'm pro eugenics or anything, but in the Stone Age, those guys would have died. Mm. 
Because it would have got too cold. Yeah. And I've got so much hair on my body and I'm still cold all the time. I, I Only in this house. This is the first house I've moved into and been like, I'm actually cold. But to be fair, I have a, a decent sized bedroom and I'm the only single person in this house. Everyone else sleeps in the bed with each other. Oh. And my friend slept in the same bed with me last night. The radiators haven't been on the, the past three days as I as I realized yesterday. Uh, and I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm so comfy and warm in this bed because there's another human in this room. What you're saying is so they slept with you whereas they slept and you sat around for most of the night and then slept for two hours I slept for two hours uh, no they were with me like they went to see Star Wars with me so we both slept I don't understand what you said <laughs> you said oh they slept with me in the bed it's like they slept while you stayed awake because apparently oh, no. you only got two hours of sleep uh, yeah I only had two hours of sleep um, because if we both got in like Tom got in it with me at like half three oh, was it Tom no Tom didn't stay in this bed with me oh Yes, Tom stayed in the bed with me. He had a nightmare. Oh, Tom, what did you have a nightmare about? Uh, Many things. Mostly involving, like, people trying to, like, cook parts of me. Do you actually have those nightmares? I've had I've had a nightmare about that. Ooh, that's that sounds really horrible. (laughs) Like, people chasing me because it's like, they want to, like, it's like, oh, there's no food. Your food. And then I'm being chased by people who want to eat me. Good lord! I a metaphor for the meat industry. Maybe so. <laughs> I mean, the, I'm not a vegetarian, but maybe it is. I don't fucking want a human served at my wedding. No, no thank you, Hannibal Lecter. No, thank you. <laughs> I had a dream show, the other but... night that I lost my foot, and I've just realised that I had a thought during that dream that was like, "I'm going to eat that foot." <laughs> So I was like, but you no, my, my, my brain went, I don't want to waste this foot. I didn't lose my foot. It came oh, it off. Came so I was like, my, th- my thought process was, <laughs> I don't want to waste that. Because what do you do with a foot? If your foot just came off, like, obviously you go to the hospital. But in dreamland, hospitals don't exist. You're not dying. Um, You're fine. You just foot yeah. off. You're just like, mm. cool. Uh, so my thought process was, I should eat that. Because then I can try what human is. It's going to be quite gamey because of its my foot. Apparently, it's really delicious. Uh, Um, According to to previous previously convicted cannibals. Uh, Apparently, I feel it's salty. A a previous um, notion. I I do believe that many social constructs are useful. Uh I do believe that what I can eat when I wake up in the morning is not a useful construct, so I do not subscribe to it. Well, the only- I think the social construct isn't helpful, but the idea of having these are more beneficial for you mm. to eat during the morning. Like, Though, yeah. protein is apparently a good one to have in the morning. So why are we having bran? Bran. 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 Um, par- so apples are good to eat in the morning because they wake you up more than a coffee I, does. I need, to, but- I need to tell you something. I need to tell you something about fiber and shitting in the morning. Right. Gentlemen, do you know who Pavlov was? I do know who Pavlov was. Roger Pavlov? But the name is familiar. Right. So for those of is you... Is this out of no history? Because I said something very out of no history. This is out of no science. For those of you who don't know, Pavlov was a Russian scientist who um, experimented with dogs. Before, oh, the ta- before taps. No. The t- he- yeah, the, bell. the right ballpark. He he rang a bell at That's the same time every day, and then fed the dogs. After several weeks of this, the dogs would begin to salivate at the same time every day, even when Pavlov didn't ring the bell, and every time not at the time not at the same time when he rang the bell. Basically, this this illustrates a human beings or a, an animals 
physiological response to certain external stimuli that is not completely subconscious. Now, I am starting to have a Pavlovian response to coffee in the morning. I didn't even have to drink it. <laughs> I get to work and I buy a cup of coffee and my body goes, oh, you need a shit. <laughs> <laughs> And now, I, you might think that's just a coincidence. I have observed this on more than half a dozen occasions. That's fine. I mean, I'm, I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, every day when I get home, I walk through that door and I'm like, I need to shit. But if I'm going into town straight away to do you some don't. shopping, I don't need to shit. That is a Pavlovian response, sir. I'm like, I've come home. I'm going to drop a deuce and then I'm going to play Halo. But then I go, but, if I go to town, I'm like, going to go to TK Maxx, I'm going to do some <laughs> shopping. <laughs> That's your other popular response. Let me just clear this up. You don't, if you go to town, you don't need. No, I don't need to. No. You don't need to drop a drop I a don't cheesy. need to drop a, drop a shit. It, 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 it but then I come home and then I'm like, I've walked through the door. I need to shit. Tom, can you think of an example of a Pavlovian response in your everyday life? Um, he gets a headache whenever I enter the room. Oh, well, no, that's just everyone. <laughs> I, I can't think of any. I'm sure there are some. I just, I can't think of any. Um, I'm g- what? Drinking alcohol. Is there anything that you typically want to do? Or, because I think that's a commonality. Because um, nice, for me, when nice I... Nice word, Ad, you can have a point on the chart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I drink a beer, I instantly want a cigarette. No, I don't think that's the case for me. When I drink, I just obviously I don't want to do something that I'm I need to like concentrate on because if I've if I've had a drink, I'll probably have a few more drinks mm-hmm. and I probably won't be able to focus as well. So it's the case that like maybe maybe it's the case that I won't want to do something like intensely like ah oh, this is a very cerebral film and I'm not going to watch that after four whiskeys. But I don't think I don't think there's anything that I like. Oh, I've I've had a beer. I now want to. I think the only situation, the only thing that makes that sentence end is I want to have another beer. Or go to sleep. I'll go to sleep. But that's that's just energy. That's yeah. called you know you're not twenty two anymore. You kind of appreciate a beer nap now. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head that are like blatant. Um, um, that's fair decade let's decade. talk the decade um, so 2010 we were both in school where were you were you in sixth form I was oh yeah college? yeah just starting my f- I mean I was two at the end of 2010 I was two months into my final year of school all right, what music were we listening to? What, yeah, what, what year of school were we in? We were in year 11. Year 11. How, how old are you, Tom? I'm 25. 25. Potentially, yeah, year 11. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, what, Poten- could have been year 12, but okay. probably year 11. So, no, uh, could, have been year, could have been year 10. The Conservatives just got in. No. What music? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they got in in like June, though. No, I know. So it was been, during yeah. exam season it for me. It was the coalition. Yeah, Lib Dems. The, uh, the ill-fated conservative oh liberal coalition. Yeah, what a weird one. <laughs> what a weird, really weird to go for from like, what you, was it, 12 years yeah. of, of Labour to 13. a coalition. Um, Do you know what the opposite of liberal is, RJ? 
Literally, if you look up liberal in the dictionary, it looks, it looks up antonym. What's the opposite? Uh, Conservative. Yeah, okay. The two words are antonyms. They mean exactly the opposite thing. How can those two parties be in a coalition? You're basically <sighs> just like, let's be Labour but not Labour. At that point, yeah, I mean, it's like no, because wasn't let's be the Liberal Party with was these, with these other MPs yeah. who don't get the tip to date what they want. The Liberal Party was originally essentially Liberal and Labour in one party, wasn't it? And then it got split. The Liberal Party, you had Liberals, Tories, and Whigs. Yeah, but Liberal Liberals party. got split up at one point. Did that end up making the Labour Party? No, you had the Social Democrats. The Liberal Party and the Social, Demo- the Social Democrats. Yeah, they but what? Because the Liberal, Liberal Party still split up, though, because they couldn't agree on anything back in, like, the 1910s. Uh, do I know something more than you about <laughs> one-part um, history? The last, the last Liberal Prime Minister was David Lloyd George, um, over 100 years ago now. Liberal Party was one of two major parties in the United Kingdom opposing the uh, Conservative Party in the 19th and 20th century. Um... Yes. Uh, when did they split? Duh, 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 duh. I'm sorry about this. Apparently, oh, what? SDP Liberal Alliance of 1981 to 1988. Uh, they dissolved 31 years ago, but I, I think they had, a, as far as I'm aware, they had a split mm-hmm. um, to create something. I can't find the actual year, and I'm on Wikipedia and I'm drunk. So that's not really going to go anywhere. But yes. There you go. Split of the Liberal Party. Witnessing the rise of cheap foreign goods, the party split over how they would negotiate over ardent conservative protectionism. Supporters formed the Liberal National Party in the run up to the 1931 general election in October. A third group under the official leader, David Lloyd George, also emerged the independent Liberals, who opposed the national government completely. With this, a few adherents amongst prominent Liberals beyond Lloyd George's relatives. For the next election in 1935, they reunited with the mainstream Liberals, colloquially dubbed Samuelites. Yep. Yeah. So, so when the Labour Party get formed, that was 1900. The Labour Party. Actually, yeah. I can see it here. 27th of Feb, 1900. There we are then. Well, they were... It used to be like... used to be the... Was it the Whigs? What a weird name for a party. Whigs. Yeah, I don't know why they call the Whigs. i tell you what we were doing in 2010. We were punching the Pope in the face. <laughs> Because yeah. Brotherhood, Brotherhood came out. Came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so what music were we listening to in 2010? I've, I've, I haven't done music yet. I've just been I've uh, Googled films and I've Googled games. So films, mm-hmm. it was a pretty good year. Uh, Toy Story 3. Oh, I cried. Inception. Good, great movie. Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Kick-Ass. Great yes. Movie. How to Train Your Dragon. Good oh, movie. you didn't watch it in 2010. I watched it in uni. Huh. Um, True Grits, which I watched great movie. last week. And is a great movie. <laughs> um, the third uh, Narnia film. Yeah. Uh, the Expendables came out that year. Oh, which oh was, the beginning of, of that. It's the beginning of the end of modern action films. Yeah. Uh, but you are getting a renaissance currently because you loved Hobbs and uh, Shaw. Shop, okay, Shaw so and I, I've got Hobbs a lot of... Shaw? 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 and Blah. Shaw and Blah. I've got a lot of opinions on what action films should be mm-hmm. in this in this era of cinema we live in and I do Tom's not- normally one for not ranting mm-hmm. at you when you're clearly not into the situation but 
I, I was partially into the situation because right. I love that Tom was so enthusiastic about it. But Tom went on a like 20 minute tirade about how good Hobbs and Shaw was and how great it was like to make a good action film. Is it and I'm not that much of an action it's film. It's not. It's, oh. it's like a seven point something. 7.1. Some couple of downvotes. <laughs> the new Star Wars films, like a 58 at the minute, but the holidays are 69. New, I'm sorry, we watched the, the holidays. The new Star Wars is a 58 on Rotten Tomatoes. And the new, like, uh, uh, the holiday, which I, I had much more fun watching Star Wars than I did the holiday. Mm-hmm. It's a good film. I would just rather watch Star Wars. Yeah, but Rotten Tomatoes is a subjective site too. But it's just, it feels weird that they're like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what I'm in the mood for? The holiday. Instead of, like, if, 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 like I want to have fun. Gonna watch, do you know what I watched? I, <laughs> I, do you know what I watched um, sometime this decade? Uh, Citizen Kane. Same. I watched that in uni. A I probably watched 19- that in, like, 2009. from 1941. From RE. Which is widely considered to be the greatest film ever made. Do I think it's the greatest film ever made? I do not. Ah, uh, see... Citizen Kane is the reason that I created my own scale of films. Mm-hmm. Oh, because... This is the fish. This is the fish. Um, so, you know, you get, like, the Jesus fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, with uh, 10 being the nose of the fish, and that's mm-hmm. the best film. And then going one side from that is films that are um, well-made. And mm-hmm. on the other side of that is films that are poorly made. Okay, and they so meet. They meet at 10. Because if your film is a 9 then it can be very badly made, but very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. If your film is like a 16, it can be very well made, but it's boring. And I would put Citizen Kane at like a 16 on that scale, because I I agree that without Citizen Kane, cinema would not be the same. Mm -hmm. It's highly influential as a filmmaking endeavor. Mm -hmm. I think it's excellent. What a boring film. I know. <laughs> what a dull film to sit through. Have you ever watched other Orson Welles films? Uh, I haven't. Have you watched... If you Okay, if you want if you want a real good Orson Welles experience, watch The Third Man. I've heard of The Third ah, Man. Ah, it's a yeah. wonderful film. Yeah. All black and white. Um, <laughs> Dial M for murder. Or just M as well. Oh, that's a good movie. It's in German. Hmm. But it's it's brilliant. What yeah. music were you listening to in 2010, Alex? Well, um, I, I I will I will say to you that I was I was just discovering um, Eminem because of his wonderful album Recovery. Oh, is that the one with um, Love You Like You Do? Not Love You Like love You Do. Where you uh, love the way you lie. I Not started saying love, and then I Not got confused that like Golding. Like I like Eminem, and then I mean I did like Eminem before, but I, it was like his career renaissance. Yeah, really he. I tell you, I tell you what else. Another Eminem song that came out that year because Black Ops came out in 2010, which means, that, um, which means that which means that Won't Back Down came out with Pink. Yeah, which is another good song by Eminem. Um, I was listening to the indie band One Night Only um, because they released a music video with Emma Watson and that was dope and then I super got into One Night Only for the whole of that summer uh, I think I was listening to the same music I'd been listening I think I listened to the same music until from like the age of 12 till about the age of like 20 I was making parody videos back then mm. so I I got into Lady Gaga because it was super what, easy you're making serious videos now For those at home, RJ is staring daggers, Alex. I'm only joking. RJ makes very, very RJ videos. makes vids. RJ makes vids. <laughs> and his videos are very good. Um, a lot of them are parody, to be fair. No, but parody is like, 
I'm talking like a parody music video. What? what why parody? What are you referring to? I don't think oh, I've made I'm a just, parody. Just, like I don't I'm think just, I've made a comedic. I was just video making a mean joke saying your videos are shit. But <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say because I don't not. think I've I, made a comedic. I haven't aimed. Actually, to, that's to, actually a complete lie. I actually really really like your videos, and I'm a subscriber well, to your video channel. I think the last comedic video that I made, these were the Geek so Center good. ones as well, was. Um, <laughs> Yeah, these were on the Geeks. Have you watched Toga? I haven't. Oh, Tom, you've got to watch Toga. You're shitting on yourself on that one. Hmm? You're shitting on yourself if you're I do do not think that I'm a good actor. Toga's great. Um, (laughs) The the past three, like, oh, Jesus Christ. All right, so drunk, keep talking and nobody explodes. So the game keeps talking and nobody explodes except oh I'm drunk. Oh my god, actually, that explain. video was yeah. so frustrating to watch. Because <laughs> you're just like, what, what am I doing? And I'm like, no, it's there, there's two batteries. You're like, I think there's only one battery. And I'm like, there's clearly four. Um, and then the one before that was Jackbox Party Pack 4, which is titled, I Am Not a Furry. Um, <laughs> That's a lie, though. And then the one before that is, Can You Explain Kingdom Hearts While Drunk? Which is me and Tom, uh, yeah. super drunk. What that what is video is so chaotic because we're not no, listening to no. each other. <laughs> no, no, we can't. no, we can't. We are so drunk we're not listening to each other in that video. No, yeah, because it's... we keep saying the things. No, that's not what happened. This is what happened after just explaining that exact thing. Yeah. All right, Audrey, I've got a test for you. Oh dear. <laughs> All right, yes, because I did so well on the I don't know history test. Okay, you have. One minute. Oh, Jesus. Explain the plot, Kingdom Hearts. Go. All right, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, so, Sora is just Kingdom Hearts 1. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Can you restart that then? Because you asked me a question during it. I need that extra six seconds. Okay, RJ, okay. you have one minute. Please explain the plot of Kingdom Hearts 1 starting now. Three kids on an island. They're just after leaving the island because it's kind of boring on Destiny Islands and they're, they're in the middle of building this little boat. During this time, a giant storm hits the island and a bunch of evil creatures spawn out onto the island. They're like, oh no! And they all go to the island to make sure that it's all fine. But one of them's like, just like, we can use this darkness to leave the island. Kairi will come with. No, I'm going to go save Kairi. Kairi's like goddamn missing. So the, Sora's like by himself now because evil dude's gone, uh, which is Riku. And then he he ends up in Travis Town, uh, and now he's met Donald and Goofy, and they've got to go through a whole bunch of Disney World to, to try and find uh, Kyrie, uh, King Mickey, and Riku to make sure that Light doesn't die. They end up at a place called Hollow Bastion, and they save Riku from evil, at least partially. Uh, and then they also meet this dude called Ansem, who's like literally trying to fuck everything up. Uh, they end up at the end of the world and defeat Ansem because Ansem's trying to open the door to Kingdom Hearts, and they stop him from doing that. And now there's even more danger to tackle at Castle Oblivion. Almost a perfect minute. I feel like that was an okay descriptor. That was very good. But what is Kingdom Hearts? Kingdom Hearts is the no. place where all hearts go <laughs> when they are being no, I'm, I'm subject joking. to darkness. I'm, I'm <laughs> don't, don't open this fucking Do not open world. the door to Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> but, but why is Mickey the king? I don't want to answer that question. I don't Look, want to know. Because it's it's Why Disney is Castle from Final Fantasy 8 in Disneyland he's not in Disneyland he's either in Hollow Bastion or Travis Town what yeah exactly he's what? in Travis Town because Hollow Bastion fell to darkness when it's not fell to darkness he's in Hollow Bastion which then becomes Radiant Garden Tom what, what's your favourite game of all time 
My favourite game of all time. I was playing Kingdom Hearts 2 in 2010 because I wouldn't stop between 2005 and 2010. Continue. It's either... changed now. <clears throat> oh, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 3 now. Uh, it's either uh, Persona 4. Uh-huh. Um, the one I played, I didn't play the original PS2 version. I played Golden for the PS Vita. Or a game that did come out in 2010, Mass Effect 2. Oh. You love Mass Effect. I fucking love it. Right. You hated Andromeda, though. Andromeda is uh, a stain it's on a my existence. It's total sack of shit. Right. Yeah, what you think which, of Andromeda is what I think of Kingdom Hearts Reguard. Which of the th- Let's do this for you as well. Let's just take up some time. What, <laughs> which of the three Mass Effects would you like to explain? I'll, I'll go for one. Okay. Tom Stickler, you have one minute on Mass Effect 1, starting now. After finding Prothean technology and seeing a vision of the future, Commander Shepard learns secrets about the, um, what are they called? The Reapers who are going to come and take over the, the galaxy. Gaining new powers from the Citadel, he then goes off on a quest to find out more about this Prothean technology and the Reapers, being stopped and thwarted along the way by Saren, a Turian turned uh, Reaper thrall who is uh, trying to help them gain control uh, of the galaxy and destroy everything so that he himself can gain power and I'm done you missed out sovereign <laughs> it's okay yeah. it's, it's an extraneous detail there we are but um yeah I guess it's weird but I think because we were so young at the beginning of the mm-hmm. decade it feels like it's only one decade if you think about it a lot of people say you know a decade goes like that when you're older but for us we couldn't drink we couldn't buy cigarettes we had to be like we were still living with our parents but more than likely depending uh it's like we couldn't do a lot a decade ago so i think this has been a very long decade i could drink and buy cigarettes i mean we did drink and buy cigarette not buy cigarettes we would drink and smoke yeah but, but I could I could buy and buy you were 18 a decade ago yeah oh, I'm sorry in 2010 why are you sorry at the end of he's old. Yeah. at the end of this year I'll be 28 <coughs> no I won't hang on a minute yeah at the end of 2020 I'll be end of 2020 technically we're not actually at the end of the decade no it's, a decade goes from 2010 to 2019 and then it's 2020, so you're in the 20s. To 2020, 20, yeah, but a decade is 10 years. Yeah. You're telling yeah. me a decade is nine years. 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still it's, whole years, just because it's a zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the year zero doesn't mean not a year had passed. It means the also, year Also, not is the year zero. that Jesus Christ was born, as you'll know if you listen to the Christmas episode of I Don't Know History. Yeah. Follow us at our History IDK. When was Jesus born? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm going to say 31 for some reason. That's no, in my he, head. He died in 30. 31. Jesus okay. was actually born sort of August, maybe like 4 BC. <laughs> 4 before Christ. Yeah, realistically. Only, only, no, his name before before then was like Jesus Jones. Jones. And then when he was four years old, Joseph was like, you know what? He's not Jones. He's not Joseph Jones. He's Jesus Christ. No, you know, his name was actually like... Keith Scott, right? Oh, boom. And then... Michael Scarn. And then... And then one day, um, he accidentally, like, hits Joseph in the shin with a really sharp object, and he just goes, oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ! Christ. <laughs> it's like, ooh, I like that. 
Uh, what a weird... Uh, that would be a really fun paradoxical way to get Jesus named. Like, people go into the past and like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ! It's like, that's... It's that actually, sounds, it's actually like a curse from like language I've, I've, that is I'm, forgotten. I think we've had this conversation. <laughs> have we? So there's some kind of paradoxical way that he was named. I wouldn't be surprised. We have done a lot of episodes of Kaparaja at this point. Yeah. This is the final, so let's just call it a callback. Uh, Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. What's your favorite year of the decade? Like, where, where, where's your peak of this decade? Oh, God. Uh... Oh, I I can't tell you that. Like I'd have to. I don't really remember. Like the past you, is. You have a you have a year based memory, RJ. You can remember what you were doing in 2013. You can yeah, I can. I I do it via my style of that year. What what year did we meet? What year did we meet? Meet meet or meet? There's a difference because we met in 2012, but we did not hang out. We actually met and hung out, and you oh. got asked for my number at a Starbucks in 2013. Oh my god, has it been six years? I am, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm so old! <laughs> you were 22 when you first met And you were 19? Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I remember I were teenagers as a fully grown adult. Oh god, it's... What, it's Tom, what year did you and I meet? Um, Probably like 2015. Not a clue. Right, but so even if you got it, RJ answered like that. He was like, well, 2012 or 2013. No, I'm yeah, basing no, I, it on I, the I, fact that you probably wouldn't have really hung out unless you probably would have met, quote unquote, in the, did you go to the gathering where we were in the Weatherspoons where he told the, um, the train joke? No. The Moco Motive? No. Did, did I say that right? Locomotive. No. Yeah. That's the one. Moco Motive. Okay. I've drunk too much. No, um, if you weren't there at that gathering, then it's more than likely 2015 via me. Tom, Tom you weren't a gathering person, were you? No, so I've, I've never made YouTube videos. Well, I have. I, if you consider me putting my college and uni projects on YouTube, I do. Then I, those are the only YouTube videos and I've I am ever made. Average YouTube creator. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, it was never for me. I, I've never really felt comfortable putting um, things that I created in the public view space. You do tend to prefer the role of psychic than host. Yeah, I know. I'm not a fan of, of, of like... Limelight. Yeah. Like, even if you're in the limelight, you're like, I want to be the secondary in the situation. The straight man. Yeah. Kind of. To to RJ's comic point. Yes. Well, normally that's the other way around. Like, talk show hosts say, like, if you take a look at um, Conan O'Brien, Conan Mm -hmm. is the straight man, whereas his dumpy sidekick... Uh, would be me. You know. I, I'm sure I've described you as Andy Richter as well. Yeah, I think you have. <laughs> if you were in the talk show, you'd, yeah. be, I'd be Conan, you'd be Andy Richter. Andy Richter's funny as fuck. Yeah, man. but I don't want to be the sidekick. You know what happens to sidekicks who become the, like the straight man? You get James fucking Corden. Yeah, but he's got his own show now, so... Yeah, yeah I like but James Corden. You like James Corden? Yeah, I'm James I, Corden. I just find him a bit fake and annoying. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. It's called being a TV personality. No, but there's a like Conan O'Brien isn't annoying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Craig Ferguson, who he pre like predecessed after taking over the Late Late Show, um, like amazing. James Corden took over the Late Late Show after. What's uh, what's Craig Craig Ferguson on now then? I, I think he's just basically retired. He's he's voice oh. acted for How to Train Your Dragon. He's well, done documentaries. He's hilarious. He was in a band with Peter Capaldi, and they did a lot of LSD. That's crazy. That's fair. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite American talk show host? 
uh, American. Yeah, um, American. Uh, between Conan or Stephen Colbert, I think Conan more because he's more diverse in what he brings to his stage, whereas Stephen is just more on it, on mm. keeping to a format without being mm. overly cheap. Like, do you like James Corden. Do you like Bill Maher? Oh, the, the, that right wing fucker. <laughs> he's actually very left wing. What is it? I thought he was the one that constantly gets in trouble for being like homophobic and racist. Oh, is that Bill O'Reilly? I think. Oh, I'm thinking Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> but I don't. I'm not a big fan of Bill Maher. To be honest, he's, isn't he like a shitty comedian? He says too many like outrageous things just for laughs, and he's like said the n word on his show, and it's like you can't do that. And I used to have to come on and be like, "Fuck you, Bill Maher." <laughs> like that. That's a that's a meme <laughs> that people will know. Bill Maher, not a fan. My favorite American talk show host, I think. Is it Jimmy Fallon? Oh, don't you dare. No, I like Jimmy Fallon. This is God's hands. What's wrong with Jimmy Fallon? He's so fake. Really? Like, honestly, I the get, fact like, that... I don't understand. Oh, yeah, so I went, to the, I, I went to the shop the other day. <laughs> like, how, count how many times in a fucking interview he slaps his desk and laughs at something that isn't funny. He's just creating noise to fill the silence. Does he, maybe he thinks it's funny? Because sense of humor is a different. Right? There's a, he did an interview with Rami Malek right. where Jimmy Fallon did uh, like let out a spoiler for the film and uh, Rami Malek like called him out on it, uh, and then he just went, "Mate, it's fine." Like, and then like touched his hand, and then she just looked down and went, like, was disgusted by it, mm-hmm. and he's just. What I'm saying by fake is like clearly this is a like not you can have a persona. My Kaparaje persona isn't me on a day to day basis. This is me chucked up to like 150 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a difference between having that and considering you as your normal self better than your um, your fake self. And that's where Jimmy Fallon lives. If you check him on SNL, he's dumb. Like, he is not professional at all on SNL. He breaks at every scene he's basically in. And it's like, if you're going to be a comedian, either learn how to act or just, you know, get out. (laughs) Jimmy, if you're listening. (laughs) Oh, I just, I can't. I, I just, I know I've had a drink. But I just can't stand how boring that man is. I do like Conan O'Brien as well, actually. I think I might go with Conan after that. I'm sorry if that... Sorry! I used to... Do you know, I... I never used to like Letterman. Because mm. it's like so many American talk shows, it's all about them. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me tell you a story. Jay Leno stands up and has like a fucking monologue for him for an hour. And I'm like, Jay, you're not funny. You're not funny. And give Conan his job back. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Huh? Jay Leno is basically a person who has always got a peg stuck over his nose. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> what, what, what um, Louis, C- Louis C.K. said about Jay Leno is interesting. I know Louis C.K. is a problematic character at the moment, but what he said about Jay Leno is, is utterly correct. He was like... Um, you're like Jay Leno looks like someone who if you had to if you had to like describe them to a police like drawer they just they wouldn't believe you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, fair enough it's like who who is Mojo yeah he had a huge it's like no no one looks like this that's (laughs) That's huge (laughs) Tom who's your favourite American talk show host Um, I don't really like any of them I'm not a fan of the format who's your favourite talk show host um 
Graham Norton. That is one. There is one correct answer, and it is Graham Norton. I mean, I don't. I'm not. <laughs> oh, you love Graham Norton show either. I like again. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. You don't of, like talk shows? Really? No, I don't. I'm not a fan of talk shows. Um, like again, I, I'm not. I don't really like the the format. Mm-hmm. I like if I if I'm gonna watch. Um, something I'm not watching it for the talk show host I'm watching it for the celebrity or the personality that they're talking to ah, but that's why Graham Norton's so good though but what I'm saying is like I'll watch an interview mm-hmm. rather than a talk show like appearance that's fair enough like I wouldn't regularly I do watch the YouTube videos of mm. Graham Norton interviewing people because I'm interested in the people but I think Graham Norton is such a good talk show host that is always on it like even if it is a fake Graham Norton he does a well enough job of separating that personality from himself and um, creating an environment that is enjoyable for the guests and the audience without having to rely on gimmicks I think the only gimmick that Graham Norton has is the chair and I don't see much of it being used as much now or at least I don't see online videos of it as much Um, yeah this has been a podcast. This is still a podcast, RJ. Well, We're going to keep it going. 24-hour podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've had two hours sleep, guys. If you can keep it going while I nap, that's fine. You, no, you probably slept for as long as this podcast has been going. It's two hours and three minutes. So longer. Yeah. Um, this this podcast. Yeah, is, I, I'd oh like gosh. to stop now because I'm hungry and I want to make food. I'm hungry as well. I need to go home. Yeah, yeah that's more than fine. Guys, I like doing that. No, 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 that's honestly fine. Like, I, I wanted to round up a while ago. It's weird that this is... The, it's not weird that it's the last episode. It feels very apt. Is it melancholic really. for you? No, it feels like this, this is just a thing uh-huh. that is happening. So, I'm so exci- that's a thing? I, <laughs> so that's saying? a thing. No, you, you've really hit something there because I've got another thing that's being announced. Um, anyway... Is it your Let's begin upcoming with, execution? Yes, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> I'm dying the Cup Raj podcast is coming to an end. As I've said, this is the final podcast. Uh, I'm not done with being creative. Said, like, um, pregnant or something like that. <laughs> I'm done with making videos on Cup Raj as well. I th- like. I get w- the the format of like Cup Raj is not. It's fun, but. The fact that Kaparaje, as Tom mentioned, like you don't watch it for the host or listen to for that. I, I'm a no one. Let's be honest. And Kaparaje is like the the whole naming convention is like it's a podcast about me. It would be interesting if I was interviewing like um, like famous people or people not without you guys aren't what, interesting. What you're saying is this ain't the David Tennant podcast. Yeah, it's you're not, you're not going for the same type of vibe like you don't like, when you stumble upon my brother my brother and me you're you know what you're getting into mm. they're three brothers like talking shit um you see Kaparaje podcast and you're wondering what on earth is that I put it under the whole guise of like oh everyone likes a cuppa it's a morning show kind of thing mm-hmm. I have loved morning show radio shows um all my life i find them really fun and a nice way to wake up and go to work i really used to like chris moyles before i realized how awful of a human being he is mm. um but i love the format uh, i've loved it on other shows i th- i think it's a really positive thing morning breakfast shows aren't negative they bring this kind of 
optimism to the day and that's what i loved about doing the cup project podcast and i still want to keep it going uh so the idea is to make a new podcast as we have discussed alex called it's monday that's Mm. being shopped around not like we're (laughs) asking people to buy it where we're like we're gonna start (laughs) we need to work on i don't know history season three first and then we'll look into doing that but it's it's also say like Kaparaje was the video stuff that I was doing. And that's why like the reason why I wanted to refocus on the decade as well during this episode was because of I started making videos in two thousand and nine. Um it's now twenty nineteen. I started in May two thousand and nine, a little bit earlier because of the flame habo stuff I was making videos yeah. with. Um Flame Habo. But it's to me I want to end this decade on like leaving those where they were Mm -hmm. they aren't me now and it's really hard to work on those platforms seeing this older version of yourself and don't know how you like you guys aren't regular creators just like seeing this old version of yourself but having this format or not even format having this version of yourself that did it a certain way whereas you're trying to do it another way it feels like you're doing it wrong um and I wouldn't be able to change Kaparaje podcasts like just name wise because all the episodes are still there. Whereas I want to work with Alex on making it something that we both want to do. Because I don't know how you feel about a Monday morning breakfast podcast. You're definitely going to have to be the more um, upbeat character. Yeah, no, like there's like the straight man and the comedian. <laughs> like, I don't know how we're going to go about it because they like, you're, you're the host of Adna History. I am. Uh, whereas it's Monday, I would want it to be where I'm the host and you're the like the co-host. Like we have that, the podcast swaps then, yeah. like and we have that conversation. But anyway, point being, Kaparaji is like dead, dead. Like all of the stuff, I want, the videos that I want to move on to make, I've had stuff written for a long time. I've got a documentary about the LGBTQ community and D and D. Um, like in production uh, I have a video that I've been wanting to make for a long like we're talking five years on this one uh, which is explaining credit cards so no one are like a lot of people our age don't really understand credit cards like a, a bunch of us only recently got ices because they were shutting help to buy ices down um, and I just want to do a quick explainer and I want to I've being in contact with charities mm. who help with that kind of thing on giving advice and those are the type of videos that I want to make I want to make these like mini documentary type or mini in, in, informational mm. kind of things I don't want to be the sole thing on a product anymore I don't want it to be like hi my name's RJ and this is um, this is me talking about my opinion on this I want it to be I'm interested in this thing. Let's focus on this thing on each one of those videos. And that's where I want to go. I, uh, in the past decade, I've learned that I'm, I'm Marmite as a human. People either like me or they just don't like me. They're like be gone in the bin. Spread well on toast. (laughs) But I know what the stuff that I make quite often is enjoyed by more than just me as in like more than people than just who like me mm-hmm. so if i step back on being in the limelight 
the work that I do is seen more mm-hmm. and enjoyed more. It's more for the work and less for you as well. Yeah. I like I've I've brought my ego in check a little more. Mm-hmm. So I want to step away from having things named after me. <laughs> I just want to say, RJ, I love Marmite. I love Marmite too. But I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Um, I'm glad that the Cup Raja podcast never really, quote unquote, took off. And that's because I have around 50 episodes of a podcast that I've... Oh, every episode, pretty much, except one, is done with my friends. And I don't necessarily think they're all funny. I don't think they're always on point. Like this one, it's two hours long and it's rambling nonsense. And I let that happen for a reason. Because when I'm old and grey, I can listen back to like 80 hours, basically, of content of me and my friends laughing at shit. I have to, because I'll be dead. (laughs) When you're 80, I'll be alive. Hey, to be honest... Honestly, I'm probably going to die of a heart attack before then. But at least then, like, when you miss me, there's hours of content of us talking back and forth, even if it's just shit. Like, I think the enjoyable part is, I think if you work with each other and are spot on and everything's edited cleanly and it's fine, it's it's not who you were in casual conversation. Me calling you, like, us arguing about the vegetarian stuff Mm -hmm. doesn't make for a good podcast. What it does is show how we are with each other like yeah. this wasn't us arguing because it's good content it's us arguing because that's who we are but mm. we're not mad at each other you, no I'm not mad at you yeah. not, not, not at all I like Tom like you don't like being in the public eye but when you sit down doing the podcast the only podcast that you really like sitting down on is like you're either enjoying so like when you did the rhyme quest or when you're talking about something that you like doing hmm and it's just nice to you're winning a quiz I'm winning a quiz oh fuck off um, sweet 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 victory <laughs> did you have Nickelodeon growing up I can't remember uh, I did I didn't really watch um, like live television growing up and Nickelodeon was a bit too much live television I, I pretty much only watched cartoons until I, I think iCarly is the reason why he became who I am <laughs> John's really funny guys um the other day I got a John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt stuck in my head <laughs> and it's a song that I've never heard except for you two singing it John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt his name was my name too whenever I go out the people always shout there goes John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt thank you once again for listening it's been a really fun two years making this podcast I appreciate every episode that you have both been on and everyone who has ever done a podcast with me. I am looking forward to like just leaving this behind me. The the Kaparaji mugs will only remain as mugs now and not anything else. Tom, we've got collectors. We've got collectors. We've got items. collectors. <laughs> yeah. I still claim that nobody won that off me. So I it's mean, still my mug. I mean, the only way they can well, win you, everyone was going to win their own. It wasn't going to be a trophy passed around. The only way they can they can win it from you now is in Thunderdome style combat. <laughs> <laughs> Two men enter, and, one man leaves. And I'll be honest, I've never lost a fight. Ah, ah. Yeah. Uh, if you've made it this far, I'll be surprised. Arjun, can we play Catan on podcast? 
<laughs> we record ourselves playing Catan. No, because there's a thing called Twitch, and it's probably better suited to that. Well, fine. No, I haven't been on podcast. Can we just record ourselves playing Catan? All right, if you set up a time date and get all the equipment sorted, yes. Tomorrow at 11 a.m. I am work. That's your well, fault. That's your problem. You said set up a time and date and all the equipment, and you were just like, Whoa. "All right, you've you set up the time." Shut me down. Fine. Me down. Set up a time when I'm free. Then yes. Oh right, it's all about you. God. Fucking vegetarianism at my wedding. Okay. What? You're going back to what we were talking about earlier. It's a callback. Oh, you can have vegetarianism at your wedding. I just won't be there. <laughs> I'll Thank just, you. I'll just bring my own meat. I'll just bring, bring a packet of what's the fucking thing called? Is it? It's not rustlers. It's um, refrigerators. Oh yeah. Just sprinkle weird like rubbery just bits of chicken on the top of salad. Tucking a, a refrigerator in, in between layers of lasagna. Oh, like <laughs> a big fucking smoked kielbasa. I just salad, big bite of kielbasa. <laughs> Mmm, this is how I get my meat, actually. <laughs> no, that's the fucking top tail. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, the music that uh, that is in this podcast is by DJ Cutman. It's 3D Hip Hop. Uh, it's available on Spotify. It's available on Bandcamp. Uh, it's a bop. I love this music. It always makes me happy whenever I hear it, even though it's been two years and I listen to it a lot during editing. It's just a fun, fun jam. Thank you very much. Um, would you like to say anything? No. Listen to I Don't Know History returning February and tweet us at HistoryIDK because it's a great podcast, if I do say so myself. Podmace.com, a different kind of casting. My name is RJ Davis, and I love you. Bye. Here's looking at you, Kate.